Is the daily news giving you the blues in a way you can't disguise? Do you feel confused by the leaders who keep spreading fear and lies? Well, there's a place I know everyone can go where worries disappear. Where a pair of schmoes will ease your woes and it's right inside your ears. Say their names, Ian and David. What's their game? That's hard to say, but I can't wait for the weekend because a sneaky dragon never lets you down. Say their names, David and Ian. What's their it's still hard to say, but I can't wait for the weekend Because a sneaky dragon never lets you down A sneaky dragon never lets you down you it's me 449 that's right oh man because uh i get all the anniversary shows and you deserve them Uh, (laughs) you didn't plan it very well did you and you made me do uh, the first show (laughs) i don't know math math is hard oh no everyone and welcome to sneaky dragon my name is david dedrick and ian sorry i interrupted you you just let me, let me just let you say your name well, i wasn't even interrupting you just didn't <laughs> stop talking well my name is david dedrick and well i can't say anything there and then you went and ian I'm like okay then you're gonna introduce me incorrect uh now we're doing it this way again uh 449 episodes and we can't get the opening right it's just like we're professional golfers at this point, and every time we go to tee up, we just throw the club into the lake every time. And then later on, we sometimes get the get the ball in the cup. You know, we sometimes do it once in a while, uh, but but every time we tee up, it's just like we just like accidentally hit a gopher or hit by lightning. Something goes on. I think we should just start the show backwards sometime and just start with our ending and see if we work our way up to a perfect beginning. <laughs> Benjamin Button this shit. Yeah. See what goes on. Yeah. Just start mixing it up. Mixing it up and see how it goes. Instead of start counting down the shows as well. Let's see if we go all the way back down to one. Sure. That's a good idea. So, yeah, I got kind of excited. Anyway, who are you? <laughs> Well, I go by many names, um, but uh, let's go with Ian Boothby. Hi. Oh, good. Hi, Ian. Hey, gentle good. listeners. Good. Thank I, you for listening. I got excited. As, I got excited. Uh, it's good to be excited. It's nice. We're coming up on a big anniversary. It's an exciting, exciting up. time to be trapped in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is why I kind of got, got ahead of myself, because I wanted to let listeners know that I have been under the misapprehension that we 
that the show was on July 23rd, the 450th episode, but it's not. We'll be recording it next week on July, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jul- um, wait. I'm ahead of, we'll da-da-da-da. be recording it on the 16th. July 16th. Yes. And it'll be uh, dropping on the 19th. So here's eight, what. Eight, here- uh, 18th. Okay, 18th. Fair enough. Oh, well, someone thinks he's going to release it on time. That's that's good. Anyway. <laughs> That's true. Hilarious. Uh, any recovery days at all? Well, I have uh, to. I actually have to go. I'm going away that weekend, so I have to get it done on Friday. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, let's talk about that in a bit. Uh, but here's what I would suggest: yep. is that um, yes, we're going to be looking for your questions uh, for that. Uh, for the for, need to have them in by the 16th. But if you don't get them in by the 16th, you miss that one because yeah. of our mistake. Yeah. Uh, we might have a little question. Uh, thing in the next week and we'll answer uh, some straggler questions in case some come in and we can't put you in the draw for the big prize which is you randomly get selected for a big prize uh but we'll uh pick a uh, pick a dumb prize and we'll get we'll give you something sure. if you if you want that so we'll have like a little uh boxing day uh the next week uh you know a little uh, a little of that and if you don't sure. know what boxing day is and then, you know, then you don't live in England or Canada. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, or listen to the show since we have our regular Boxing Day celebration every year. You'll be going like, where's Jason Dedrick? That's right. He should be here. <laughs> and it's like, well, we can't have him over. It's pandemic time. So you're like, oh, and then everyone will be sad. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I, well, that's, I was just going to say, like, so even if you do are late, we, you still get, uh, you still would get the um, the sticker, which everyone who asks a question will be get, get be, will be We'll be being sent a sticker. No, we'll be getting a sticker in the mail. There's that's the right, and a and a free bike. And, a free... and I believe we're also giving everybody a free bike. Are you? You are. Oh, I think you're giving everyone a free bike, right? Well, okay. Yeah. What kind of what kind of bike? Schwinn. Schwinn. <laughs> Did you just pull a sword out of a? a... Yeah, Scabbard? I pulled okay. a I, I pulled a bike out of a, 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 a my ass. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I did. That's how it goes. All right, uh, that's the only bike I could think of the name of, except oh. for like a BMX bike, a Kuahara. Exactly, a Kuahara. Is that a real thing, or are you just making? Yeah, it that was. Those were the those were the bikes when I was a when I was a young man. Oh, a, that's a young nice. a young lad, I guess I should say. Mm. Those were the ones, you know, like a well, kind of like a BMX bike. You know, they had the the small the short small wheels with a and the kind of low body so you could do you could do sort of tricks trick riding and uh and then you'd get a real fancy you'd add like the padding on the on the 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 part that kind of extends between the handlebars and the seat you put the little pad there you'd get like a fake motocross uh deck you know kind of plaque or whatever that you'd attach to the front of it you know, he just did a lot of fancy stuff, so it looked it looked well, cool, man. Here's my uh, question to you, because I always like asking you questions, because <laughs> then I get to relax for a while while you go on. Um, <laughs> okay. The penny farthing bicycle. Yes. Was that ever really a thing? Yes. Or was that just a freakish thing that some weirdos had back in the day, and we kept? Was that like a like that was a standard bike? You'd go to the store and like I'm a regular uh, person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'd like a bike, and they go, "How about this enormous penny farthing bike?" Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm a regular person. That is the kind of thing a regular person would ride. Uh, <laughs> yes, please, I'll take that. And they go, that's normal. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, good. I'm glad it's normal that I'm doing this. And then they get on the gigantic uh, bike, yeah. bike around, somehow get <laughs> off, lock their bike to a ginormous bike stand, I assume. Different, and uh, I don't know if you had to lock your bike in those days. Different times, right? Different different times because no one could like, you know, you would see, you would go like, where's my bike? Oh, there it is. 
because I can see the guy's head popping over buildings. <laughs> so it's clearly that's my bike. Have you actually uh, seen someone riding a penny farthing bike? I have seen someone riding a penny farthing bike. Me too. In, yeah, in, yeah. in Seattle. I was... I, them getting on the bike was uh, chilling. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, that's dangerous. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's not fun to watch this. I feel this fellow might fall at any moment. <laughs> this is not a good time. But he was fine, right? I He eventually, yeah, I believe he was fine. I don't know what he's like now with the pandemic. <laughs> uh, you know, we all got to be careful. But sure. what? Uh, so, so they were just a regular bike that people would use. Okay. Well, I'm going to answer you from a great depth of ignorance. All right, but please. I, I'm going to say two things about it. So the same old, same old. Yes. One is one is I think at that time bikes were brand new, and so it wasn't like a regular thing that everyone did. It was something that people did who were enthusiasts for oddities you know or like wanted to be cutting edge people and believe me in those days people there's still people who wanted to be cutting edge right it's like okay it's like, like you know the first kids who were riding skateboards around like not everyone was riding skateboards but suddenly there was like a couple kids who were riding skateboards and then it kind of grew from there right and so this so but i think the reason that the penny farthing bike was was made the way it was is because they hadn't figured out gearing like how to do like have a chain that ran like had a chain that ran from the you know from your pedals to the wheel and a okay. way to like and a way to have like the larger the larger um gear going to a smaller gear on the wheels so, so that as you're turning you turned you know as you're pedaling you can you don't have to pedal as fast as you need to to make the back wheel you know what i mean like so they yeah. didn't have all that figured out yet so you basically were just pedaling the wheels and so the wheels had to be as big as your legs cuz you were literally pedaling pushing the wheel forward as you pedaled. Okay. All right. I got you. It's not like a bike where, you know, you pet, you turn the pedals and then a chain turns the back wheel. You were literally going along. So, so it had to have that size. And also I think it had to be big so that it was easy for you to like push it along. If it was too small, you would have like been pedaling for, for hours to get very, very little distance, but having a big wheel, you could, you know, now we can, we can, fake all that with with different gears and chains you know. and gears yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now now i was looking up uh i was looking up what if it if regular when regular bikes came out and okay. what have you okay and so regular bikes uh came out around like 1869 well, and that's the a, first there's a regular bike in butch cassidy and the sundance kid not that movie's uh kid it's not like it's a historical movie but i just mean if it's fairly fairly accurate, they do have like a normal bike, and that's in that film. The this the raindrops keep falling on my head sequence. And it was uh, yeah, it was called a velocipede mm-hmm. uh, by, by the manufacturers, but no one called it a velocipede. No one no one ever called it a velocipede. Yeah. If you so if you rode this uh, if you rode like an old timey bike, the one you're talking about here, yeah, yeah. this had a. Uh, 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 the the wooden wheels were surrounded by tires. Okay. The tires were made of iron. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a very uncomfortable ride. I would say so. Very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. And the name of it, everyone called them bone shakers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because it was so it was so uncomfortable. Huh. Uh, then yeah, it, you're right. It fell out of favor. Uh, you know, shortly after, and that was replaced with a type of bicycle called uh, the the penny farthing, which was also called a high wheel bike, which is also called an ordinary bike. Disagree with that name, bike. <laughs> And then, yeah, then later it changed uh, to kind of the bikes that we uh, know today. But the original one was let lower wheels. The the front wheel was smaller than the back wheel hmm. in the original in the original bicycles. Okay. And uh, yeah, and it uh, was very uncomfortable. And um, yeah, 
And uh, if you have a bone shaker today, if you find an original bone shaker, you can get about five grand for it. So, uh, you know, don't throw it out. Those of you that are thinking of doing that. <laughs> and they weighed about 30 pounds. I see. Yep. <laughs> These are our facts up top. Up top facts. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, you're well, you're welcome, listeners. Yeah. Yes. Just come here for the Sneaky Dragon service. And then That's most cool. of the penny farthing bikes ended up on the island with the prisoner. Eventually. <laughs> there so you go. got sent there. All the striped coats, all yep. the penny farthing bicycles. All the, uh, and all the big, straw boaters. Uh, yeah, and all the balls that would uh, mm. suffocate you. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's a that's a show that sh- someone should have on one of their streaming services. Yeah, it's very strange that they don't. Yeah. And they should, uh, they should um, not, yeah. And it's also great because, like, the streaming service then should never have, like, you've played them all. It should just play the next one after the first <laughs> one. So it's continually in a loop. And yeah, it just yeah, keeps yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, I, well, it really should have like Danger Man or Secret Agent Man, as it was called here. Danger Man, and then then it goes into the prisoner, mm-hmm. and then it can go into a loop. What I would, what I've always wanted to see is an episode of uh, the Prisoner, mm-hmm. where the guy from Danger Man shows up on the island. Which guy? And, uh, Which guy? The lead guy. Same guy. It's the same guy. And oh, I see. But it he's... wasn't the same. It isn't the oh. same guy. I think it's the same guy, but it's mm. not the same oh, guy. Okay, okay. And then you're like, "Oh, what's going on with this?" And it's a bit of a mystery. It's like because you always thought it was him, huh? No, nah, it's not, <laughs> and so on. I want to see an episode where Rumpel the Bailey shows up to defend him. Sure. And then Rumpel turns into uh, Rover <laughs> at the end, and like, "Oh no, he was Rover the whole time." Oh my gosh! And Rover is the giant ball. I That's just it. I just said that because Leo McKern played number one twice on the. Oh, okay. There you go. So he's number two. He was the only one, or number two. He was the only one who. No, I'm saying because. He oh, was I see. Okay. Twice. So I'm just doing a, a very. Lame uh, I'm sorry. Yes, he I've been watching a lot of Schoolhouse Rock. So <laughs> go ahead. Continue. He he's the only one to play the role twice. Yeah. Oh, is that right? In okay. The, was there a series. reason for that? I think thematically it made sense. I think he comes back for the finale, or he's in 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 the lead up to the end of it anyway. It's hard to me to remember. Oh. It's hard to remember now because I watched that show. Uh, you know, let's see. 24 years ago 34 years ago 34 years ago oh my gosh was it the first one of those shows that you talk about like twin peaks where it's like what's that mean yeah or like lost yeah. what's that about what, what's the what's the deal with this yeah it's, it does seem especially lost ish you know it's like mm-hmm. again an island mm-hmm. you're like how will, will they get off well they can't get off but maybe they can get off yeah it's interesting i wonder uh like, was it a popular show at the time that it was on? I believe it was quite popular, yes. And it certainly okay. it certainly played into the times anyway. And so it was their choice to wrap it up when they did. Nice and short, British style, we're done, so long suckers, we're faulty towering it, bye-bye. I think that was Patrick McGowan's choice, yeah. Because yeah. he directed the final episode as well. So Is that just a so general thing in England? blame anyone, blame him. Yeah, is that just a general thing in England? That may, like, I feel like if you make a TV show in England, yeah, you uh, at least if it's one of those uh, six episodes, sure, um, you can just relax and you don't have to like go. <laughs> what were the ratings like on that first episode? Oh, I hope we make it to six so we get the story <laughs> done. No, it's just like they're going to play the six, yeah. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Just do your story, and there it goes, and and you're fine. Whereas if you're an American show, and by the second episode, people ain't watching. Yoink. Forget it. And yeah. before DVDs came out, uh, you'd never see it again. It's a lot well, of stress. In the classic days of, of 
of British television, and I guess the sixties would count as the classic days of British. I don't mean in terms of like quality. I do, though I do think the quality is high. I just mean back in the old days. I think there was not that much money, you know. So the shows were done on a, on a very 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 small budget, and so when it was made, it was going to be shown. Like they right. didn't, they didn't have America's you know huge amount of like advertising dollars and stuff like that, which you know is driving their decisions, right? Like if a show is tanking, they're they're going to start losing advertising revenue. So get that show out of here. Whereas a show on BBC, there there are no ads. The, yeah, it's a tax thing. It's, you pay your yeah, t- you pay your, your TV fee, licensing yeah, fee, radio yeah. fee. That's right. And then and then you you you're supporting the BBC that way. And so and though although I I'm not sure that those shows were BBC productions. I think they were like from a different. Uh, I want to say ITV. I, ITV I just sure, imagine, or Thames I, or whatever. I, one of those. Yeah, ones, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like the prisoner had that uh, Muppets thing beforehand. Mm. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm okay. Look, now I'm looking it up, of sure, course, because sure. you know I've I've got to because that's how you that's <laughs> how you do. So who's pr- producing it? Uh, this is a production company. It says MGM British Studios. Oh, okay. Hmm, oh, and I, ITC Entertainment. There you go. There we are. There you are. That's it. Um, so uh, yeah, and it was uh, it was shot at. Uh, Boreham Wood, uh, Wales. Yes, there's a town there with a with a an elaborate name that was like a folly. It was like you know this architectural folly. This rich man had it made, and he wanted like he had it made in this very eccentric town. And so, I guess when someone was scouting for locations, they found this place, and they're like, "This is perfect. Like there could be nothing better than this crazy town for the show." You know, it has everything we want. It's slightly Mediterranean feeling. Right. It's so it doesn't quite feel like he's in England, but it also feels sort of English. And you know, we can we don't have to overpopulate it because we really can't afford the extras. So we can Yeah, the specific it. name for it was uh Port uh, Marion. Yeah. Port Marion. I'm I'm saying okay. that badly, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Tourist village now and uh, yeah. You're right. It was built uh, between uh, 1925 and 1975. That was a long time. A uh, long build. <laughs> Too long. Was. Well, shorter than some cathedrals, I suppose. So. Yep. But uh, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it still is used for television shows. But yeah, most mm. famously for uh, the prisoner. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, It'd be nice it, to go there. It would be kind of cool to go there. I'm sort of thinking to myself now, like, why didn't we go there? Like, we the family went to Wales. It didn't even occur to occur to me to to put that up as an idea to let's go to where the prisoner was, was made. And then everyone in the car could say, what, <laughs> you know, the prison. No, I don't seen it. No one else has seen it, but me. Yeah. They, um, they, uh, did a, a parody of it. The laughing prisoner, Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie and Terrence Alexander in uh, 87 with, uh, Jules Holland okay. and, uh, and, and shot it all there. Mm. So that's a thing to, that's a thing to see, uh, sure. so to look up on your YouTube Go for it. Do it now. Maybe maybe episodes of The Prisoner are on YouTube. So maybe yeah, it's possible as well. Also, Iron Maiden recorded a song called The Prisoner. Yes, uh, on Number, Number of the Beast. Beast. Number of the yep. Beast. Yep, that's right. I still have so that they, record. Oh, do you? Oh yeah. Oh, very good. Uh, D- Dave, is there any place that people could hear your records being played if they wanted to listen to songs from your uh, collection? Well, yes, they could go to a, a little show that I like to call Sneaky Dragon Listening Party, huh. where. My daughter Mary and I sit and listen to music and talk about it. And uh, usually we talk about the music, but sometimes we talk about other things. Like mostly, actually, we talk about other things. <laughs> so, oh, working through family issues and stuff. Well, yeah, family. that's part of it, you know. Or just talking about, you know, the the history of of the TV show Supernatural, or 
<laughs> whatever strikes our fancy during the show, we start talking about it. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes, and some often I edit things out for <laughs> to shorten the show. I'm just like, wow, did we ever go on? Let me just cut out a little bit of this. Sure. By the way, did you ever get around to seeing the Scooby-Doo episode of that show? A listening party? Uh, no, no. Uh, who, yeah, who the Scooby-Doo Mary? episode of Listening Party. I hope Mary was played uh, that, by Scrappy-Doo. Well, it turned out uh, Mary was a real estate uh, scammer <laughs> okay. at the end. That she was an elderly man. <laughs> well, she would have got away with it if it wasn't for that, that uh, peanut duck. Yeah, that's right. And you and you turned out to be a meddling kid. This was the weird thing. She was much older than you the whole time. Wow, what a twist. No one saw that's it coming. That's why she liked that music. You would think like, why would why would a young uh, woman like this music who's so young? And it's like, no, because she's actually an elderly mm. man. Ah, I see, playing uh, a real estate scammer. I like your assumption that she likes the music. That's pretty good. <laughs> she likes some of the music. Oh, yeah, I she quite likes quite a bit of it. Song. And then the yeah. stuff she doesn't like, and that's, that's even better. <laughs> Well, that's appropriate. You shouldn't like everything that your father likes. No, that's exactly right. Or, or what that anyone else likes. You should dislike what you like. So, so let me run this scenario by you. Say, sure. Times were a little different. We're in. Okay, you know how there's like in the comics, there's Earth One and Earth Two. Yeah. And Earth One, there's Superman, and there's Earth Two, there's Superman. He fought Hitler. If okay. there was Earth Two yeah. version of you, me, yeah. but but instead in this version, yeah. Your dad is doing a radio show with you uh-huh. with his record collection. Oh. What kind of music are you listening to and is your dad playing for you? Because he did want to be uh, a DJ. He did. So so let's go. Like He decides to do a show with his son, uh, David. Mm. And, uh, and uh, so he's playing this and he's playing music for you to listen to. What music are you listening to? Well, let me do, before I go on, let me just say that he actually hosted a radio show in Portland when he was living there. Portland uh, doesn't a late Portland night, a late night show. What's that? Portland doesn't Portland doesn't count. Portland never counts. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, but that is. Sorry that I brought what, it was up. His, what was his show called? I don't know. I don't. I should have asked him that actually one time. Mm, should have. If only he was uh, still around. After hours with Bob Dedrick. No, I don't know what it was. He's and still around. You he, can you can still ask him. I can still ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. I didn't want to leave that hanging. Like all of a sudden, your dad had passed away in between episodes, <laughs> and we didn't refer to it at all. And yeah. We're very shallow. That would be um, awful. No. Okay. No, he's still with us, thank goodness. Uh, well, the show would be us listening to jazz records, of course. Mm, okay. My dad loved his jazz. And so, yeah, we'd be listening to um, Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers and Dave Brubeck, of course. He's a big fan of Dave Brubeck. He he made made us listen to Dave Brubeck when we were kids. He'd, my, uh, he would my play father, it and point out important parts of the song for us. Yeah, my father did the same thing with my sister, Dale. Okay. Went through a, he went through a period, like, after he... Stopped after he stopped his job because uh, he got laid off. Yeah, uh, when he was like uh, sixty, I think, like maybe uh, late fifties, perhaps. Okay, uh, and then he became a lot more mellow. Mm. Uh, grew his hair out, and uh, he uh, he he then kind of showed more interest in uh, the the kids. And so uh, my my sister, my younger sister, is like nine years younger than me, mm. was about the right age for that, and they kind of embraced Dave Brubeck together. And he took her to, I think, a concert uh, of theirs, like very, you know, kind of last years, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah and, uh, and yeah, it was all kind of a very special thing for them. So but yeah, it sounds like your, your dad and mine both had the Brubeck fever. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think for, for that, I guess for that time period, you know, he was sort of like the... Five, four time period. The five, four, that's right. He was the... 
I guess the sort of like the the gateway drug of jazz, you know what I mean? Like he was a white white guy, pretty straight looking on on in the pictures and things, you know, just like wore glasses and look kind of square. Yeah. Although he's obviously pretty hip, but but yeah, he was sort of like the the entry point for 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 people like my dad, I guess. Those gla- glasses guys could be like the hip squares. That could be like a Steve Allen type guy. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's yeah, like yeah. A real, real hip cat, but sure. also or uh, what's his uh, Stan Freeberg. Mm-hmm. Hip cat, uh, square, square daddy, <laughs> both things at once. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of that. That's kind of subversive fifties thing, you know, where like they look like they're straight, but really they're really they're hip and pretty cool. On this, that you just don't know on the sly, they're cool. But those are both both great albums. There's Time Out, of course, and then Time Further Out, <laughs> which is also really good. The one I'm I, I always wanted to hear. We need a new na- We need a name for the second album. <laughs> what? Uh, time Out. We already used that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Time Further Out. Good enough, Brubeck. <laughs> you got away. it. You got it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I should go and bring in my copy of that because it's. It's always fun to read like all the crazy time signatures on the different songs. That's why it's called Time Out because all mm. the songs are done in, in odd. And unusual time signatures, so you get you get some interesting uh, playing. But that's the sort of that's sort of the cerebral, cerebral, cerebral <laughs> side of of ja- of that sort of jazz thing. You know, like you get it's less about there's a, a certain amount of heart and soul in jazz, obviously. But then there's the uh, that Brubeckian smarty pants element. I like the idea that your brain wouldn't let you say cerebral. I like <laughs> to stop you. Went, no, you're talking about me, so it's, no. It's just a good example of of a of a word that's um of a word written? that's that's written and I've read it many times and then when you go to speak it you're like huh is it cerebral yeah. or cerebral what am I for me uh, Leviathan yeah behemoth uh yeah I'm trying to think of other words that mm. just like just bumped me at the end <laughs> the it was like all these words that were used yeah. with exclamation points at the end on Marvel comics uh, covers yeah okay here riseth the behemoth like <laughs> I don't know. Guess so. I can read it. I can read a Thor comic, but can't read it out loud to you. Can't can't help you there. Huh. Yeah. When I was studying uh, Shakespeare, as I did as a child, mm, um, because I did as a child. Oh my lord. Um, yeah, you'd run. I just learned to just like stop and just go. How do you pronounce this? And just took all the shame out of it because there's just so many words that were like, this just looks like a nonsense word. It is. He just <laughs> made that up. Yeah. He just made up a word. It's like, mm, okay. And uh, I was I was thought like that would be a great thing to do in English class is just like write a write an essay and just make up some words in the essay mm. and then when like teachers circled them and called called you on it <laughs> uh, you just go like yeah but Shakespeare did it mm. so uh, you know it's fine you can just make up a word that uh, sounds like it's right it's that's the way uh, our language works mm. yeah and uh, they go well I'm I'm grading you poorly <laughs> so I think. <laughs> That you would have given Shakespeare an F, and that makes this class a fool's errand. And then I would just start out. Start off your monologue. And I would I would exit pursued by bear. Ah, exuent. Okay. Ex, ex, exit. You're trying to say, Dave. You're trying to say my joke was excellent. Is what you're trying. To say. I'm trying to say the yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I know. I was just trying to say the weird word that is used in Shakespeare plays for when people leave. Like it's like E X E U N T X X E Unt. Anyway, doesn't really matter. I really I, want to get. Uh, by the way, if you're looking sorry. to give me a gift, yeah, uh, not course. you, but like our listeners. Oh, okay. Uh, we're really looking for a bottle of that Cal uh, McLaughlin wine, pursued by Bear, and we can't find it here in Canada. Oh, really? 
if you guys have a have a bottle of it and you want to send it, <laughs> send it to Dave's place. He'll bring it to me, and that'll be great. There you go. Yeah. If you're looking for our, if you're looking for our snail mail address, go to the contact us uh, page on our website. Yeah, that's where you should send all your wine. <laughs> is to that. Dave it's, won't drink it. Yeah, it's perfectly safe here. Completely, completely safe. Yeah, but uh, not only will I, I not dr- not drink it, Lisa won't drink it, Mary won't drink it, and Eve will definitely not drink it. Now I know, I know, you guys might be going like, "Hey, which of the Bear trilogy of wines do you want?" Yeah. Like, I, I want Pursued by Bear. Okay, what are the other ones? I, I don't want Baby Bear. No. Nope. And I don't want Blushing Bear. No. Nope. Baby Bear is a Syrah. Uh, Blushing Bear is a Rosé. This is. A I was Cab- going to guess that. Shoot, I should have said it. I'm sorry about that. And okay. Cabernet Sauvignon is the uh, Pursued by Bear. And okay. it's got an adorable drawing of a bear on it. Huh. Uh, delightful. And so, um, so yeah. Uh, that's that, that's what I'd like. And if you go to the website, you'll see Kyle McLaughlin sitting next to a bear, and they're both drinking wine in in some nice white chairs and looking uh, at the vineyard before Kyle is eaten by the bear. <laughs> very very nice. Yeah, and the bear goes, "I only eat people when I'm drunk." And I'm like, "Oh, what was I thinking?" Oh, and as he dies, he goes, "What year is this?" And the bear goes, "Oh, you," and then just keeps eating him. <laughs> <laughs> Which what is there actually a Shakespeare play where it says "Exit pursued by by bear"? Yes, there is. Which which play is it? I want to say it is the Scott. Dave and Ian guarantee their podcast will be COVID free. Sneaky dragon. I think I I okay. We just had a little break there that people don't know about because I because uh, things screwed up and uh, but uh, but it's not your fault. Don't blame yourself. Um, but I thought it was the I thought it was the Scottish play. I was wrong. Oh. It's a line uh, from um, uh, the Winter's Tale. Oh, and again, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's leading up to the offstage death of Antigonus. And again, there's a word that I only read and not said out loud. <laughs> uh, and yeah, there it is. It's uh, it's the most famous direction in theatrical history. So huh. there you go. People people have discussed it, uh, you know, for uh, for many many uh, hundreds of years. And uh, it, it will, it's continuing to be discussed on this podcast right now. So do you, do you think the discussion is that was it a real bear used on stage or was it a, an actor in a, in a costume? Is that the discussion? Or is the discussion oh. of what, whether it okay. was actually in the play itself? For performances at the Globe in Shakespeare's time, it is not known whether Shakespeare used a real bear yeah. from the London bear pits or an actor in a bear costume. Okay. That is what is debated. The I mystery see. remains. We do know that. 400 years after Shakespeare wrote The Winter's Tale, the stage direction and exit pursued by Bear, the line is still providing entertainment. <laughs> I think I think it should, uh, if they were mounting it now, Yeah, I say um, uh, Paddington. <laughs> so you want, you want a bear covered with marmalade to come in? Yes. And he's got sticky paws and like, ugh. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and if you can't get Paddington, and I understand that you might not be able to, mm-hmm. Rupert. Now, don't tell me Rupert will turn down work because Rupert hasn't worked in like 10 years. Easy. That guy needs a gig. So uh, yeah, talk about Rupert the bear and uh, call Rupert the bear and he'll probably do it. And if you can't, then one of the damn Charmin bears, <laughs> what the hell? They probably want to get like uh, an equity card. Sure. You know, so sure. uh, you know, they got, cause this, this whole, the commercial thing ain't going to last forever. No, you're right. So they got to get into the legitimate uh, theater. They, and they so, uh, 
you know, you want to be playing some, some, you know, McBear, mm. you know, things. <laughs> McBear. That's good. Yep. And that's uh, all the jokes I can make about Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, wait a second. I'm going to throw this out. Yeah. This is my question. Yeah. Hey, Louise, you're listening, right? Hey, Louise. Yeah, no, we know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> anyone else can join in on this. Uh, Shakespeare plays if they were done by bears. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, what are the titles? H- hit me with them. Okay, anyone, anyone out there? That's gonna be. We don't normally do the questions of the week this early. Yeah. But that's one of them. Like, if there was Shakespeare plays yeah. done by bears, mm-hmm. what would, uh, what would they, what would they be called? There. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm very excited now. Uh, <laughs> even though I know that uh, we won't be able to listen to these until uh, two weeks from now because we're gonna have to do our question thing uh, next week. Oh, it's exciting. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we could sit and, 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 and look at them, but it's all right. It's we all could, right. and but we're not going to. Nope. I think these are harder than you'd think they'd be. Yeah. Okay, all right. Go ahead. All right, this is all going to be fine. But yeah, uh, Louise especially, this is your homework assignment. <laughs> and anyone else, try and top Louise. There you go. Okay, all right, go ahead. Back to you, Dave. What, what did I do? Oh, uh, you were going to tell us that great story <laughs> you were going to tell. <laughs> I, I got that made us all uh, think in this time of crisis. Is that is that and, what I was going to do? Yeah, give us all uh, a little perspective during these trying times. Oh my goodness! You were going to tell us. Uh, okay, how about this? What's the best? Uh, what's the best pandemic related song that you can think of? Best pandemic related song? Yeah. Hmm. Gee. I mean, of course, I'm going to pick uh, uh, the Rock and Pneumonia Boogie Woogie Flu song. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that is a good one. The Rock and the Morning uh, How about how about uh, uh, Doctor Doctor? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, which which version? Are, wait, wait a second. What are we going? What are we going with with that one? Which Doctor Doctor song are you saying? Hmm. Are you talking Doctor Doctor? Give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Or are you talking Doctor Doctor Thompson Twins? What are we talking about? Um, maybe I was. I don't know. Was I thinking of the Thompson Twins one? I don't know. You tell me. I guess I'll go with the Thompson Twins. Okay. And as you know, uh, I have a lot of resentment towards the Thompson Twins because they ba- they bumped us off the Vancouver show uh, <laughs> in uh, 1985. I yes, they, f- they would have been opening. 1984. That was it. 94. They would have been opening for um, the police at the Pacific Coliseum and came on that, came on the, uh, what was it on, what was the show called? Vancouver Tonight or? The Vancouver Show. Vancouver Show. Okay. Yep. Uh, we were, uh, our comedy troupe, uh, which, you know, uh, again, they talk about cancel count, uh, cancel culture. Now we would have been canceled in 1984 <laughs> and imagine how bad you'd have to be to cancel. We got bumped from that. We got, uh, we got a uh, booked on the show twice yeah, and uh, we got bumped twice. Once was the Thompson twins yeah, and once was Katie Lang. And I look back on that and go, good call. <laughs> very, very good call. Yeah. I mean, they, you they, can't. They were like four to five. High school boys um, doing questionable sketch comedy when you had a chance to get either of those 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 folks. Yeah, good 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 job. Well done, Bookers, for the Vancouver show. I cannot blame you at all. Hmm. Uh, I have yeah. Uh, just trying to think of other songs. I'm really I'm drawing a blank. I don't know why. Well, that's okay. I'm not helping. I'm not helping at all. I can't help it. That's that's okay. I know. I'm trying to think of songs that. Uh, uh, oh, uh, you give me fever. That's a good one. 
Is that a, is that the name title of the song? You give me fever. Let's call it's called fever. Oh, fever. Okay, okay. I know the one you mean yeah. now. Yes. Uh, best version of which was done by Rita Moreno with Animal. <laughs> it's a great version. You are right. Oh my God, that is good. Yep. Ah. I'm now I'm now going through symptoms. Oh, here's one. Uh, take my breath away. There. There's another one that's. Uh, I think of all the symptoms. Do 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 this. do do. Boom, boom, that, boom. That's the one? My God. The Top yeah, Gun God, song? They, the, the Top Gun Yeah, song, they yeah. play that through Top Gun so much. <laughs> You're like, how many times can they play a song during a movie? And it's like, all I don't know, 20, 26 times? <laughs> how many times? All of the times. We can all do it the all. Times. If they're not doing Danger Zone, they're doing Take My Breath Away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had two songs written for that movie. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, like, oh boy, he just wants to fly. Let him fly! Does it seem like older movies didn't license songs the way they do nowadays for films? Where films are just full of old songs, like, you know, constantly like being used to cue, you know, your, your fake emo- emotions in the audience to some sort of like... Here's my theory about what that was all about, okay. where, where that came through. Uh, now, you're going to probably have to name this movie for me, and I feel dumb that I don't I can name the- this movie in five notes. Okay, let me name. I'll I'll give you I'll give you a clue to the movie. Okay, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum is in it. That's one. The thing. Fly, and he has a uh, he has sex in it. The That's Fly, it. yeah, he does have sex in that. Yeah, uh, Kevin Costner is in it, but he's not in it. Oh, you talking about the Big Chill? Yeah, Big Chill was a movie that used all these nostalgic yeah, songs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then the uh, and then the album flew off the shelf and mm-hmm. heard it on the grapevine became popular again. Yeah. So much later so shade of even, later shade of even, pale, yeah. Yeah, I even mean, some uh, raisins had a hit with it. Mm. Damn raisins. No one likes raisins, Dave. And I the love raisins, raisins had a raisins. hit song. Yep. Had a hit song with heard it through the grapevine. Raisins. <laughs> so, yeah, that I think that was one of the first uh, films where they went, "You know what? We can really nostalgia up the soundtrack and go to town." <laughs> Whereas like I would buy a soundtrack for like a John Hughes movie, like a Pretty in Pink or something, because yeah. I like I like the different and I go, "Who's that one the Bunnyman?" You know, I like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, that's interesting. These are interesting bands." But like the nostalgia ones, I'd say that was that was the start of that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you sure you're right. I did oh. not I did not know that Jeff Goldblum was in that movie. Yes. I know Kevin Klein is in it. I know that that lady's in it. Right. What's the name? Meg Tilly's in it. John Hurt is in it. What's that? Yeah. What's What's the movie called again? The Big Chill. Big Chill. Written, that's written right. and directed by Lawrence Kasdan. There you go. So so Big Chill. So let me just think. Yeah. Who else was in it? Um, so I said John Hurt. I said uh, Kevin Klein, and then Meg Tilly, of course. And then oh, why can't I remember her name from Fatal Attraction? The, the actress who. Well, uh, are you are you near to coming up with her name or not, Dave? Are you near? Give, or give me you... give me her initials. No, wait, let, let me ask you this, oh, okay. Dave. I'm telling you. Yeah. Do you think you're far away from coming up with her oh, name? Oh, Glenn Close. Thank you. There you go. Nice clue. Thank you. Okay. And uh, uh, let me think. Let me think. Of who else is in it? Um, no, I'm blanking on the rest. of the... Oh, wait. No, no. Meryl Streep's not in it, right? Famous male actor with the initials KK didn't have a third K. That would be disturbing. Oh, no, I but, said Kevin Klein already. Very good. Okay, well, let stop biting my head off. <laughs> you didn't say Tom Berenger. Oh, Tom Berenger. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And why I remember the Jeff Goldblum thing is they did a sketch on Saturday Night Live. Ah. Where, I mean, like, I think the deal is 
someone asks Jeff Goldblum to have sex, you know, uh, with with them so they can have a baby, and uh, you know, they're the friend of this couple, and so it's like, oh, that'll be okay, and so they do, <laughs> yeah. and so the and so the husband has to be like downstairs waiting while his wife is having Jeff Goldblum sex upstairs, ah. uh, and so they did a sketch on Saturday Night Live about that where Jeff Goldblum kept coming back down to like have Gatorade and was just all sweaty. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, I'm going to give it one more go. And just kept going up and then the whole house starts shaking again. And then it keeps coming back down again. Just like, Oh boy, I don't think I have it in me, but ah, one more time. And then back up and go. Yeah. That's good. It's a good sketch. I like it. I like your description uh, yeah. of it anyway. Yeah. And then and they cut Kevin Costner cause he was the, um, he was the body and uh, he did not. Uh, That's right. That's right. Yep. Didn't fit the plans. They didn't really need to see the body. You don't need the body. No, it would be nice if he was also the body in Stand By Me. And he was just the body in all these movies. <laughs> you know, I was like, getting... he's just a real good stiff actor. Yeah, he's really good. This yeah. That guy, you know, uh, River's Edge. He's good. He can just be in the river right at the edge. <laughs> <laughs> hold his breath. He's so good, that guy. Wow. You can't believe how good he is. <laughs> Dr. Giggles. He's the guy that Dr. Giggles bursts out of. Ah, oh, he's great. <laughs> No one remembers that. Don't worry about it. Except Gavin. If Gavin's listening, Gavin yeah, remembers Gavin it. knows that. Okay. I've never seen Dr. Giggles. So. You don't want to see Dr. Giggles. I don't want to see Dr. Giggles? No, you don't. Okay. No. There's just... Why? It's just... Uh, it's disturbing. It's just... <laughs> and not even like, oh, I'm shocked forever. Just, ew. It's like a kid going, want to see something gross? No. I don't want to see something gross. You see something gross? No. don't want to see it. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> That's what I say. Well, good for you. I like that yeah. you're standing standing up for something. And I'm now thinking because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Oh, almost a line from Hamilton. Almost, very close. Did you watch Hamilton on? Uh, oh, uh, the, on Disney like Plus? the first the first three minutes that it was begun. Yeah, I did. I did, <laughs> I did watch it. Did you? Yeah. Uh, so you were excited that it was going to be on there. Yes, sir. You hadn't seen it before. No, sir. I've okay. uh, listened to the soundtrack, but uh, okay. without the context of the play itself, it's it's fine. Like the soundtracks, the soundtrack's good. There's some good songs, uh, but uh, the 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 show itself is uh, very very well staged. Hmm. Yeah, I like the I like the uh, the turntable they have on the stage. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a great idea. I don't know if it's a common idea, but I, I I've never seen it before, and I liked it. Yeah, the walking gimmick uh, works really really well. Mm -hmm. It gives you a lot more. It gives you the illusion of more space than you've got. Yeah. In kind of uh, yeah. stage but I also like when actors are still and they just kind of get kind of moved off the stage by this by this uh turntable it's funny whenever i see um stairs big big sweeping staircases yeah i think oh the poor bastards have to go up that every night <laughs> then i think like oh they could fall i don't like these stairs to heck with it but i liked uh, i like the um yeah i like the circle in a circle uh wheel within a wheel never ending or beginning on a never spinning wheel i like uh, i like that kind of stuff <laughs> sure do you sure? Yeah. I've never seen anyone, I heard anyone as excited about it as I just did. So, did you see it? I saw a bit of it. I didn't see all of it because okay. I was, uh, I was, um, I had some stuff to do. Can't remember. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a, a lot of things now. Where, and I say a lot, maybe five uh, things. <laughs> five, okay. Where uh, they will tell you the ending of the story first. Mm. Like I watched um, Hannah Gatsby's. Uh, comedy special Douglas, yeah, and she breaks it all down off the top what she's going to do, which is very effective, and then does it, mm. and it's like oh, satisfying, but that's, it's just like that's kind of neat. What the ending is, yeah, yeah, and the same thing in Hamilton. Here's what happens, I'm like oh, okay, good to know, and now <laughs> there you go. 
We're gonna get. We're gonna get you there. It. Uh, yeah. It seems. It's just walking in and walking out. It. It just. It seemed like a really, really long schoolhouse rocks. <laughs> it is not unschoolhouse Roxy. That yeah. is. It, it's like a very, very advanced. Look, look. If they look, if uh, I don't know who did Schoolhouse Rock, and I feel, uh, I guess ABC. Um, yep. oh, wait a minute, is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah, right. you're right. Okay, so what that means is uh, that Schoolhouse Rock was owned, was ABC. ABC yeah. is owned by Disney. Yeah. Disney bought the rights to Hamilton. Yeah. So and Disney also has been doing a lot of work with Lin Manuel Miranda on like uh, Moana and what have you. Okay, so they've got access to Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. We'll get him to write some Schoolhouse Rocks for crying out loud. <laughs> you got him right there. The, it, do it. Just do it and make them great. Just make them really, really great, and 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 this time, that's all. Maybe maybe uh, show some subtext and context, and not just uh, do the elbow room thing that you, you've got such a problem with. Yeah, that's uh, no good. No good at all. It's it's not uh, it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how yeah, even as a kid, when you're watching that, you're like, well, where's everyone going? <laughs> well, this elbow room. Where's everyone? Where's everyone going? I guess that's your view as a Canadian, though, and I'm, you know, not to say that Canada is any better because, of course, we we pushed our indigenous people all over the places too. But, mm-hmm. but um, we didn't we didn't have TV shows like talking about <laughs> how great we were about you know building a railroad across the country, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, robber barons, robber barons, we all love robber barons. I'm looking at it now, and and the schoolhouse rocks happened. The America Rock ones yeah. happened between uh, 75 and July 3rd, 1976. Mm. So, oh, wait, no, sorry. There was one after um, the 10th. I thought that it just led right up to the bicentennial. I thought that's what they did. They went, they just like packed it so you had like yeah. one a month or so until the bicentennial. But no, they had one right afterwards. So, heck, well, heck I, with still, that. I think you're right, though. I think that probably was a driving force because if you, if you watch those, there's a, it feels like it's a lot of sort of America building, like a, a oh, it's mythology. Raw, raw yeah, it's a real myth. Hooray for yeah. yeah! It's basically it's basically America. Fuck yeah! Without <laughs> say, without saying that, absolutely. Uh, and it's so it's so strange because all the rest of the rest of the ones actually do make a lot more sense. Like the math ones are legit. And, you yeah, know, the, yeah. I wonder if it was the same people. Toes, which is bullshit. Anyway, go ahead. Why is little twelve toes bullshit? Because they do that decal dough thing, which no kid can wrap their damn oh, head around. Oh yeah, yeah. I kind of enjoy that now. I think as a kid, I probably. I do too, but but yeah. but what? It's sort of a fun, it's sort of a fun mental exercise. The idea of like, what if instead of ten, we had twelve? Like then our, our we would have a different counting system. It's a great, it's a great idea. But mm-hmm. listen, man, before you tell me about base ten and base twelve, <laughs> you better tell me what base ten and base twelve are. Like you just took an enormous leap. Like the last time we talked, yeah. we were multiplying by eleven, and I thought I was the smartest guy in the world because <laughs> I can multiply by eleven like nobody's business. What was before then? Well, they didn't even do ten because ten's too easy. What are yeah. we doing now? Twelve. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> this seems to be getting easier and easier. What do we got? Ooh. Deck L Doe. If I had two extra digits, it would be Deck and L representing. Oh my God. Okay, what? Yeah. Do you know that? Do you know the easy trick to um to multiplying like uh like twenty three by eleven, for instance? Yes, okay. I do. But please tell it to our listeners. Okay. Well, you just take twenty three. You separate the two and the three, and then you add up the two digits and make that the cent the, the middle digit. So it twenty three would be two hundred and fifty three. Two hundred. Yeah, that's right. Two hundred fifty-three. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna get. I was gonna get it wrong. I'm so glad I didn't say it. <laughs> well, 
Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of. I was sort of wondering um, if it was different people doing the uh, the um, Schoolhouse Rock because, like I've talked before, that it was um, a uh, jazz guy named uh, Bob. Bob Duro. Bob Duro. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've lost names. Names have gone out of that's my okay. mind. That's okay. Anyway, Bob Duro, who did it, uh, he did like the 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 multiplication rock or whatever it was called. All of them. Yeah, he did all the music and lyrics for those. Yes. And then he, did, he didn't do all of them for grammar rock. No, but he was still involved as like the producer and kind of overseeing the overseeing it. But I wonder if by the time you get to like the the um the history ones, if he had left America by that rock. point, because it no, does feel had, like it's sort uh, of a different um different different feeling i can tell you which ones he did he did uh shot heard around the world oh okay suffer until suffrage which is a really good one mm-hmm. uh mother necessity which i think is a very sweet one uh and uh yeah i think that's it he just did those and then it was mostly lynn uh arens a-h-h-r-e-n-s that did uh a lot of the ones that are your favorites he sorry he did no, Lynn, uh, Lynn, uh, oh, Lynn Aaron's, yeah, Lynn Aaron's, like, in, uh, Lynn. interjection and, that, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, she did, uh, she did your No More Kings, she did your Elbow Room. Oh, boy. Great American Melting Pot, uh, you know, uh, preamble. Preamble one's pretty damn catchy. Uh, but then really, she had the lyrics written for her, so, you know, come on now. Um, uh, and then, yeah, it's fine. It's all fine. Then they they tried to bring it back in two thousand and two, and it didn't quite work. Well, and they that, tried that's tried it. with science, science, and it didn't quite work. I wonder if it really needed that sort of kind of innocence of of, of the early ones, where it's not very complicated. It feels like if you're going to do like an elbow room now, which I don't think you would, but if you're going to do that, you would have to have like from both sides and get into kind of some more complicated, you know, ethical elements of it, and it, you know, that kind of it's kind of like besides the point of what you're trying to do and it just would become too complicated and kind of top heavy yeah you know and it's it is you really just need to be like completely ignorant about history and also just so rah rah you know uh we're right you're wrong that you can get away with that stuff but yeah i still didn't get the king george stuff when i watched it like it was was, the whole thing was like uh, King George is on the other side. They draw him kind of ugly, and I'll give you that. Uh, but they pledge their loyalty to him, and then they decide to, to just, like, flip him the bird, basically, and give him the old raspberry. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a second. What's your loyalty mean? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. It means absolutely nothing. You look like the bad guys in this. Like, I know he's eating a chicken leg, but big <laughs> deal. That doesn't, to me, make him a bad guy. You know, you got to show me what he's doing. It's like, you know, they even had the nerves to tax our cup of tea. Oh, Okay, well, what's the problem with that? Like, don't you pay taxes on your tea? What, what, how's the taxation system work? You haven't broken this down for me, so I've got no idea. And Decal Doe, no, sorry. <laughs> Actually, Bob uh, Duro uh, did come back yeah. in 1996 okay. to do uh, an episode of Money Rock. I see. And Money Rock, here's the one he did, and I probably, I do want to watch this one. Uh, he did the checks in the mail, which was about how to use a check. <laughs> okay. And then he came back mm-hmm. in 2009. I think this is after the nostalgia kicked in. And there was a live version of Schoolhouse Rock that was around. And it was Earth Rock. 
and this was um, uh, helping the environment. So it'd be like, don't be a carbon Sasquatch is one of his. Okay. <laughs> and Windy and the Windmills and the three huh. R's and uh, Report from the North Pole. These are all uh, ones that he uh, did the music and uh, and, and see lyrics. He did lyrics for uh, and music for Don't Be a Carbon Sasquatch. So I'll watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds yeah. interesting. Uh, so, yes, I, I was actually, while you were looking stuff up, I also snuck a peek at a wikipedia page about schoolhouse rocks how dare you and that season three was was spurred on by the upcoming bicentennial so they intentionally did that history uh series with it also included i'm just a bill which is a, a real classic yep. i think and yeah that really breaks mother it necessity down. and some other ones that uh yeah it, yeah i'm just okay. i'm just a bill doesn't you know uh, make up a bunch of crap. It's just like, this is how it works. Yeah, exactly. This is the system. And it's not yeah. like, and our system is better than France. <laughs> it's like, we don't need that. Well, it seems like, okay. Yeah. Well, our healthcare system is not so perfect. Have you seen the lineups in Canada? They're <laughs> terrible. They're lined all the way to Alaska. And then we tell them to fuck off. Get back. Because we got the best. We are number. Yeah. America's Did number they... one in number one. <laughs> That's good that they... Uh... It's, it's good. I, I liked uh, liked your version there with Ethel Merman singing. <laughs> we are the best. Yeah, we're number why the one hell, with Decaldo. Why the hell do you not make it twelve at the end? It's like uh, Deck Deck and L. I understand that that's ten and eleven, and you're replacing them. Yeah, so that's fine. Deck and L. We gotta do that. Yeah. but then like twelve. The 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 last one should just be ten. That should be 10. You've made two other numbers. And then the last one should be 10. If you want to make it 12, you can. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It should be 10. So Why? it should go 1, 2, That's 3, even more 4, confusing. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, decal 10. No, that doesn't make any sense. It does because you've got to have a zero at the end because then you've got to add like a number at the end next time to keep it going. We've learned that in Zero My Hero. The thing that makes zero so great is because you can then start all over again when mm. you get to 10. Sure. And you don't have to have like infinite numbers. That's, that's, the thing is, is that the system in, in, in uh, Little 12 Toes is not based in the, in a, in the 10 system. So you, so you don't, the zero isn't as important in that right. system. But why? Why not? Why not 10? It would have to have a zero. First of all, it does need a zero, or you cannot start all over again. Like the number, okay, so. <laughs> well, yeah, so it would just, I'll, that's right. It would be completely different. Yeah, you would then. It would be completely different. It, it would Deck Aldo, yeah. Foz, Ms. Glass, yeah. Blank, Zip, Zam, <laughs> Exactly. Work, just keep going. Crap for the, for eternity. Yeah. Well, no, no. Once you got to the, once 10. you got to the twenties, then you would have like prefixes to your, to your things. So you'd have like, 20 would be like, uh, let's say it's Vin. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be like Vindo or Vin L, Vindec, Vin 9, like that. But you only get there when you get past the teens, because the teens cannot. And that's fine anyway. Like, it, it's still, it's still, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, it's pretty. Also, also listen, uh, you dumb hick in that, <laughs> in that video. Yes. Uh, aliens exist. Does this not change your world? By the way, I think the well, guy. Well, his mind is... is still boggled by the whole 12 toes thing. I know this is the thing. He's being distracted by a numerical system that's <laughs> exactly. completely hypothetical. Exactly. But the problem is, yeah. uh, you don't deal with hypotheticals when you've got actual alien encounters well, happening. You, you have not. You have obviously not dealt with aliens. I, sir, I have not. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You, know, you have. Please tell me your experience. Well, yeah, because once they come off the spaceship and they're carrying a television set that has the ability, like, smell a vision, 
you're just so wrapped up in this whole idea. Like, what is this? What's going on? Like, I didn't even know that you could have this. I'm smelling this TV show. This is amazing. And they're not even thinking about the fact that it's the two, these giant aliens are standing there holding it. You're just so wrapped up in the whole, this whole new technology. I don't know how it works. It's just the, we love gadgets. That's just, that's, that's humans. Yep. And let's face it, aliens. It's exciting for a little bit, but then you're just like, eh. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, there we go. I, I would be nice. Uh, there was a show called The Canada Show that did do songs about Canadian history, and I would like to uh, see some of those animated. Those would be fun. Ugh. But. Canadian history. It was good. It was good. It was funny What's, people doing funny things. Let's name like something exciting in Canadian history that would make a good song. The Greasy Beaver Act. <laughs> Man, that beaver was greasy. Is this a real How act? Greasy was the beaver. It was the greasiest beaver you've seen. Well, yeah, the Greasy Beaver Act. Uh, What's the Greasy up. Beaver Act? I don't even know this. Oh, God damn it! If you just heard, listen to the song, I could have, uh, I could have told it to you. <laughs> The Greasy Beaver Act. So this was like something to do with like the standards yeah, first of, of, all, of beavers? First, first, yeah, first of all, don't look in the uh, Urban Dictionary version of it. Oh, what's the Urban There's, Dictionary version of it? No, I do not even want to know. No, forget it. No, okay. we're not doing that. Oh, uh, I got to I gotta just look this up at yeah, some point. Yeah, you do. Uh, but this, I, I, I clearly no, I think remember this the word you're looking for. social studies class hmm? and the teacher telling us about this and the whole class losing their minds laughing. <laughs> at this, there's something called the Greasy Beaver Act. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a Canadian uh, act that was something about the sales of uh, beaver sales and uh, the Hudson's Bay Company. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was something about beaver pelts in the 1700s and uh, the fur trade. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay. Yes. Because there, because because uh, it was an act regulating the price of uh, of a payment for either. <laughs> this does not sound good at all. Um, of, of of for a greasy beaver, uh, the 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 prices paid in the colony had to be lowered to six livres for uh, the pound for a greasy beaver, yeah. and three livres for a dry beaver, uh, and uh, oh oh, this is so bad. It goes. It gets really <laughs> bad, Dave. Okay, go on. No, no, I'm not going to. We're going to move on. We're going to move on with our lives. <laughs> Why? Because it's so soaked in racism. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that, it makes, that it just, it's the kind of thing that you go, ha, ha, uh, oh, look on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's, you know, but people don't know the history of Canada. The Hudson's Bay Company basically governed Canada for about 200 years. So they could, they could put in these, and but an act like that would have had to have been uh, brought into, into, brought to life uh in british parliament of course so okay then i'll do a different song let's do this one okay, okay. Ready? all right oh the war of 1812 it's the only one we ever talk about it's the only one we ever talk about that's not we true burn. it's the we burned the white house down <laughs> we talk about that a lot but was it technically us technically yes but we weren't called that back then <laughs> technically but we burnt it down burning down the house yeah and then it goes into talking house, <laughs> it goes into a rip off of talking heads Good. yeah okay uh yeah that of course house. we did not actually burn down the the white house it was actually the british we were in canada we at the time, were part okay. of the british kind of so we count ourselves as that because we <laughs> like that. but if you like if you're hey listen guys if you're a fan yeah. of the american national anthem mm-hmm. uh you know star spangled banner yeah. that's all about that 
it's about the War of 1812. It's about uh, the flag uh, was still there, and uh, and the Americans kind of got their ass kicked, and then they looked up and they went like, hey, but the flag's still there, so you know, there's hope. It was, and that's kind of a nice thing. Is like the song isn't about we won and kicked ass. It's hey, you know what? We're still around. We're still around. <laughs> Who kicked our ass? The British yeah. and probably the Canadians, if you want to. So I always think it's like really classy when there's a sporting event yeah. and they play that song and they're like, oh, look, they're playing that song about us, I say as a Canadian. And they go, what are you talking about? You know, that war we, we uh, were doing great and uh, you're all like beat up and shit. And you're playing, oh, that's a really good sportsmanship thing to be playing before. What? That's our national anthem. Yeah, I know. It's about us you kicking your ass. You know, yeah. what? Oh, the flag was still there. Yeah, that's good. It's nice to have a flag. That's good for you. <laughs> Oh, you're great. Anyway, let's start the uh, sporting match. Do you even know what sport is here? Nope. Nope. I just show up just to heckle during the national anthem. <laughs> well, you better find a way out of here safely. I've got a jetpack. What? Then I fly off in a jetpack. And I go, made in Canada. And it goes off. This is a very elaborate story you're telling. Yeah. And then the Americans go, uh, they have jetpacks? And uh, the Canadian next to him goes, yes, we do. That puts on his jetpack and then he flies away as well. <laughs> Well, the other nice thing about it is they got a better White House out of it too. That's, yeah, the other the White one House was before that was not. It was just it was, yeah, it wasn't much of a building. It was eggshell. <laughs> it wasn't much of a building. It was kind of crummy. So it got burned down, and they got they got a nicer one. So you know, you're welcome. It, you're welcome. Yeah, for a while, which is fantastic. I mean, gosh, like you get go in the White House and just bowl a couple of games. Fun. <laughs> that I think Obama I think, took it. Yeah, out. he took it out and replaced it with a basketball court. Oh, what? Okay, so so does it? So did Trump replace that with anything, or it just doesn't even matter? It's it's a jacuzzi. Yeah, probably stripper pole, <laughs> tanning bed. So 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 uh, Barack Obama took away the Harry S. Truman bowling alley. Wow, mm-hmm, that's yeah. rough. Yeah, oh, hard on Truman. Truman. But there you go. See, there's an example of like. You think you think something's like a, a long tradition, and then you find out well, it was only built in the fifties, and you're like, okay, I guess it I guess it's all right. Get rid of a bowling alley. Oh man, I'm looking at it now. It's it's great. Oh, dude, <laughs> it's well, weird, isn't it? You're the president of the United States. Did no one complain about this bowling alley being put in? It feels like nowadays, <laughs> like there'd be like so much like ruckus from the other the opposition side to the the idea of ex- spending a lot of money on putting a bowling alley into the White House. I'm just picturing the idea of like that. There's a, a pin boy who has to be back there. Oh, really? And, like, it wasn't. On, it wasn't automatic. No, let me just go with this idea though, oh, okay, for okay. comedy's sake. Sure, so sure. There's sorry. a pin, there's a pin boy that's back what's, there. What's comedy? <laughs> Episode four hundred and forty nine. <laughs> this is where we go. Um, what it, what's it? What is it, Dave? Uh, it's timing. It's exactly. Oh, what I'm throwing sorry. off with this whole thing. <laughs> anyway, so this um, pin boy. Yeah, this pinboy, it's not good anymore. This this cherry's gone <laughs> off. Um, no, I just pictured a pinboy that yeah. has to be back there on call mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Like, just always has to be there. He lives there. It's just his duty. Like, he gets two weeks off a year. There's no replacement, there's no replacement for lives, him. There's no replacement for okay. him. Yeah. Except for those two weeks. Well, two weeks, then he gets a replacement. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, like, he sleeps back there, and then, like, a, a light will go, meh, 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 and he'll wake up like a firefighter, <laughs> have to put his pants on, uh, button up, yeah. and then get ready to do his pin boy stuff. And, sure, he, and they sure. just, like, they just deliver food down the alley. They just slide it down, <laughs> and he grabs it, and then he throws the dishes back through the return slot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, how, uh, that's how he lives. Hmm. I think I saw the movie about that. Oh, Lee Daniels, yeah. the pinboy. 
It's quite okay. Good. It's quite good. <laughs> and that's what comedy is. <laughs> There's all these pictures of bowling alleys at the White House, and they all can't be real. Uh, like one one looks like it's a single lane, one looks like it's a double lane. Perhaps they. Uh, oh, they... I I think yeah, people are like um, these must be imaginary pictures. Like we are imagining what it was like. Well, there's one that's all red, so I think that's from a video game. Yeah, it's just a, it's really just a sh- like a shuffleboard thing. Oh, is that right? It's like Skittles. That's crushingly disappointing. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just joking. I want uh, look the idea that you could have a house yeah. and have a look. There's two things I would like in a house that are like completely decadent. Three things. Okay. That I would like in a house that are completely decadent. Okay. One bowling alley. That'd be fantastic. Okay. Like a bowling alley in your basement. Oh my god, so cool! <laughs> Two of like pinball machines in the basement. That's not too hard to get. That's cheap. Wait, so where's the bowling alley going? Well, it's a big enough basement for. Both. Oh, you can have both of them in the basement. Okay. Yeah, sorry. if I got a basement that's big enough for a bowling alley, mm-hmm. I've got enough room for a pinball machine. Are you gonna have like pinball um, machines like in the bowling alley? You know what? Ideally, yes. But near I don't the, near the snack much... bar, by the snack bar. Oh right? lordy, boy, I would like a snack bar. There's. You listen, the third thing I'll just get out of the way, a yeah. pool in the backyard. Clearly, I want a pool in the backyard. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, but then I have to move somewhere probably for that. Uh, yeah, and then, <laughs> you know. Just those infinity pools. Oh, so nice. Um, yeah, it would also be nice to have one of those uh, things where you, uh, you know, back in the day, you would think, like, imagine having a screening room in your house, like a screening room, and you have the nice movie theater chairs. Yeah. And you have all that. But then nowadays, your TV's so great. Eh. It's fine. I've got a big. I, I get to watch a movie on a big thing anyway. It's that's fine. No, I, but I, would, I like, would still. I would still like like a screening room, like a big big screen room with like special chairs in it to sit in watch. The chairs. The chairs are a nice uh, a nice thing. Uh, and, and you know, and like the, a sound system, and it's all kind of made. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That, I think that'd be pretty nice. But that's, you can get a decent sound system for your TV. I mean, sound. Would, yeah, yeah, but not like but a dedicated room with all the right acoustics and stuff like that. Let's face it, like. You know, like you got your TV and you, and, but then someone turns on the dishwasher and it's like, then you can't hear the TV properly and you're like turning it up and then that's making like crackling noises from the speakers because it's too loud, but the stupid dishwasher won't shut up. And, and then a couple of people come in and they're talking about something totally unrelated to what you're watching and you're, and you're bending forward trying to like ignore them and watch what you're watching, but they're still talking away and you're like, oh, this is ridiculous. But if you're in a room, that just had like a few chairs in it and the screen and you have it dark and then you got this nice sound system. You don't have to worry about that stuff. If people come in uh, there, we, they're just going to be like, they're going to respect the space. Uh, your wife, uh, Lisa, uh, I don't mind saying her name out loud. Uh, we saw a parasite at our friend David and Allison's place. Yes. Uh, with my wife and my sister-in-law and uh, Louise, who really should be getting on doing those Shakespearean bear puns. Come on, come on Louise. I need- I need five of those on my desk by Monday. Um, <laughs> but when we saw Paradise, uh, Paradise Parasite yes. uh, at, a, at a friend's house, they just put up a sheet. They had a projector, but it was a good projector. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They had a really good sound system. Sure. And we were watching it sitting on very comfortable chairs mm-hmm. in the living room. Yeah. And that was one of the first times that I just went, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> like, I'm, I am a real movie theater person, and I miss yeah. movie theaters very, very much. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, this is pretty great. This is okay. You know, I'm 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 all on board with this. I don't feel like I'm missing out uh, watching it uh, this this style. And we were watching it a little early because they had a screener because uh, they're uh, you know they're on the Academy uh, screeny sure, list. Sure, sure. Yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty neat. But yeah, I can see. Like, I like the idea of. See, here's where it's getting weird. It's like it used to be. Oh, imagine in the basement 
you'd have like movie theater type chairs. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, I would but, have movie theater type chairs, but yeah. But this is the thing. It's like now the movie theaters have all got lazy boy chairs, <laughs> yeah. like in your living room, right? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, but you know, then you have a popcorn machine down there. That'd be pretty good. And it's like, yeah, but movie theaters now will give you a full meal. They'll give you like a meal. I'm like, well, I can get a meal at my house. I can make a meal. Uh, it's like, hmm. And you could drink alcohol. I know you don't want it, but like you could drink alcohol at home. And yeah, I guess again, when you go to the movie theater, it's all movie theaters are just becoming more homelike. Yeah. Then, and so it's like, man, the line is blurring. But what you can't <laughs> get at home is a bowling alley. So yeah, nice bowling alley. <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah. And no, I have to admit that I'm, I wouldn't be that keen on a bowling alley. We have a, we have a very nice bowling alley right here in Aldergrove. So I can always. Five or 10. Alley. Uh, it's a five, five pin. Okay. But it's very nice. I, I am not. I am not a great bowler. So ten pin bowling, five pin bowling. What do I care? But I, you know, it is very. It is really satisfying doing. Like, listen. I grew up on. Five I've, pin d- I've done both. I've done both. I know, but the ten pin bowling. Mm-hmm. When you get a strike with ten pins. <laughs> oh man, it is pretty that's satisfying. Better, right? That's better than the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I hit five pins. <laughs> you know, I'm not king yeah. of the world, but yeah. uh, you hit ten pins down. Where does oh, where does the little town? We're just a little town outside of Vancouver. We, you're just we a simple country lawyer. Yeah, we're just a simple country town. We don't have ten pin here. We have five pin. That's the size we can count. Yeah, we can't go to to L deck. That's right. Yeah, uh, the pins go one, two, three, deck L five. <laughs> so uh, I would be I would be very keen to have uh, have a nice uh, movie 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 place. I think that'd be great. I also think it would be great to have like a like a dedicated. Um, no, I guess not dedicated. I was gonna say a dedicated room with a stereo system and stuff in it, but I, I would like that. What I'd like most of all, actually, is is um to have my stereo in my room so I could play it when I'm going to bed at night. Mm-hmm. And then I also would need to have a wife who is okay with that. But uh, since I don't, I don't. <laughs> so that's all right. We can agree to disagree. But I love to fall asleep listening to music. Yeah, I think uh, I think you also, if you were gonna build something in your basement, mm-hmm. I would say uh, build a replica of the love affair. And I think that would be a nice treat for Lisa. Yes. Yes. And you could go down there and you could have like a guy at the door let you in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then you, you dance and then you have the fog machine like just crank up. And then you're like, I can't even see you. Who am I dancing with? What's going on? What a confusing time this is. Okay. Yeah, and if you're and if you're me and you invite me over, my contact lenses will dry out immediately, <laughs> and I'll have to run blindly to the bathroom and throw water in my face. And then someone will go, "This is the women's bathroom," and I'll go, "It's the '80s, man. It doesn't matter." And then I'll do that, and then I'll do a bump of coke, and then I'll go right back out. Because <laughs> I assume you'll have cocaine in your bathroom. Yeah, of course. Yeah, old ladies' experience. What do you mean? Assume I will. You know, you've been to my house. Hmm. Like a little. That's why they I'm... call it the blow zone. <laughs> the blow zone layer. That's right. The blow zone layer, and sometimes they call it that because of the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Did I? It's did... the eighties, man. <laughs> did I not think of the ramifications of that name? Oh boy! Wait a second. It is the eighties, man. Let's be careful. Let's. All right. Let's pump the brakes on that. <laughs> Back to the cocaine. <laughs> That's safer. Yeah. Again, the first time I ever went and did stand up, uh, went to the little bathroom off to the side that was mm-hmm. the performer's bathroom. There was cocaine on the toilet tank. And it was just like, ugh. If there's ever anything that would turn you off cocaine, it would just be like on a toilet tank <laughs> in a public bathroom. Yeah. Like, 
fucking Jesus. Like, like there's nothing that I would like. I would eat, eat nothing off the back of a toilet tank. Like in the best case scenario. Yeah, it's just going up your nose, though. It's fine. <laughs> sure. That's right. It just goes up your nose, and that's where it ends. <laughs> it just goes up the nose, that's fine. and then you like up, and then you yeah. exhale and exhale so it did. out. Yeah, that's how it goes. So good. When you're doing cocaine, I don't think you care where where it is. Yeah, that's kind the, of it, be in the right? bottom of a garbage can. It would be fine. Yeah, that was my lesson of like don't do don't do coke. And then my other lesson was uh, don't drink on the road because you're going to drink your money away, you dumbass. And then you'll come back like having no point. Yeah, there was yeah. no point. It you just drank it away. Mm. So like, yeah, don't uh, don't do that. And uh, if you can find a Mister Mike's because uh, they got a salad bar. And uh, try to have as much salad as you can on the road. <laughs> try to have some vegetables. I know it's going to be impossible. They're always going to already uh, offer you free chicken wings. You can't survive on just chicken wings. You think you can. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Uh. Um, you know, and pizza is not. Pizza, vegetables on pizza don't count either. Uh, you got to be a little healthy. Yeah, yeah. So that's good advice, yeah. actually. Yeah. I used advice. to just drink a lot of V8s. Because it was like, this is that's something. Yeah. Something. There's some vitamins in this, not knowing that it was like a, just an enormous sodium bomb. <laughs> and so I'm like, why these headaches? It's because you're drinking V8, you fool. <laughs> is that right? It's full of salt. Oh my god, V8 is so sodium full. Mm. They've got a they got a version of it that's like uh, lighter in sodium. It's like something they say like less sodium or mm. something on it. Okay, okay. And, and they drank one of those, and even that one, I almost went blind. It was just like, <laughs> so forget it. Yeah, I've never I've never drank one. My parents used to drink them all the time with Worcestershire sauce. So I assume that it that that is two ingredients to an alcoholic beverage that they enjoyed and that they would have on the regular but without booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To remind them of it or some such. Uh, I assume like maybe it's maybe it's close enough to a Caesar. I don't I'm I was wondering sure. that too, but I don't I don't really know the full because the Caesar of course is Clamato, not or that's a yeah, it's a Caesar. It's Clamato. Yeah, it's it's is is a Caesar just Clamato and vodka? I th- yeah, no, I think it has more in it. I I sorry, I'm stick not stick of celery. Well, it does have a stick oh. of celery. It has the pepper around the around the rim. Right, but no. I, th- I think it does have more than just uh, Clamato. Where Let's... is Jason when we need him? <laughs> Growing up as a kid, I would my mom w- would serve us tomato juice, and I never I never really liked that very much. And so it only makes sense on a plane. Uh, when I didn't have to drink it anymore, I I didn't. And that's pretty okay. Much my... So a Caesar is yes, uh, vodka and clamato juice. Yep, with uh, seasoned with pepper, mm-hmm. Worcestershire and Tabasco sauces. Oh, there to you taste. Go. Yeah, stir well and garnish with a celery stick. Drink your clam juice and shut the hell up. <laughs> it's Invent- great that they put that on the label. Invented in Calgary. Ah, who was the one who went? clam juice i know isn't it but it's not clam juice it's clamato it's a combination of tomato juice and clam nectar yeah which is so what why why am i wrong in saying clam juice well just because it's not just clam when you say clam juice and it makes it sound like you're just drinking clam nectar okay well say say it was like be like uh, saying you use you put clam nectar into a clam chowder as well but no one says i'm just gonna have i'm drinking clam juice when they're having a clam chowder but you are having clam nectar i could almost Here's where I think there's a they're they're missing out on something. Okay, I think I think they're very close to having the ultimate Canadian thing, which is like a grilled cheese sandwich yeah. and a tomato soup. But the tomato soup yeah. is basically a Caesar. Mm. 
It's very close to a Caesar. Okay, so you, you, just, you think that they should like garnish it with a piece of grilled cheese sandwich? I think a grilled cheese sandwich and a Caesar is probably a good mix. But I'm, uh. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking like, but a Caesar is a cold drink. I think you do it. I think you can do it hot because like. I almost think that's more tolerable, the idea of – because you've mentioned clam chowder, and I'm like, I'm not a big clam chowder fan, but I get that the taste is okay. Yeah. So it's like tomato and clam nectar in a, in a hot soup. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. And now, now I'm adding a little bit of a vodka to it. I get that you're not a drinker. I understand. But I can see it giving an <laughs> yeah. edge to it yes. that doesn't – You need to apologize every time you bring up yeah. alcohol, by the way. It doesn't I, – I, I think that I, – well, I just know your initial thing is yuck. <laughs> so, I, so I'm trying to get past that. Okay. Well, don't but worry. Just, I'm not. I'm not thinking. I would add vodka. I'm just thinking. You know what you're talking about minus the vodka. But okay. Right. I mean, and when you and when you cook with vodka, they say it burns the alcohol. It doesn't. It doesn't burn all the alcohol. It never does. <laughs> but like that plus like a little Worcestershire sauce, a little yeah. Tabasco, and a hot and a hot soup mm. with like a grilled cheese sandwich. I could I could see that being a very Canadian combo. Okay. I could see some like uh, the keg. Pulling that, pulling that one off, and like making something that would be like a national dish. Yeah, so, see them doing it. So wait, are you telling me that a grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup is a Canadian dish? Feels very Canadian to me. But you can get it like in Seattle. Yeah, you can get a lot of things in Seattle. You can get uh, herpes in Seattle. It doesn't mean it's an American thing. <laughs> I just, but I just mean that, like, it doesn't doesn't like it feels like international then, doesn't it? Like if it's being served, you know what? Like, do, do you, you feel to, like or it's a Pacific mac and cheese? Do you feel mac and cheese? Is Canadian? Does that feel very Canadian to you? No, it doesn't. Craft oh, dinner. Craft dinner feels. Canadian. Uh, okay, there you go. Well, this is the thing. Like when I'm thinking of a grilled cheese sandwich, I'm yeah. picturing a craft slice in between. Like that's what I'm thinking is a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. So the craftness of it oh, yeah, makes yeah. It feel Canadian to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta have right? cra- you gotta have craft. Uh, you have right. To. It's the key and, to a good sandwich. So where to, like a tomato soup and mm-hmm. a okay. Let me ask this to our listeners. Sure. You guys, where you live in the world? Uh, many of you live in Australia. Many of you live in Australia. What's up with that? Uh, <laughs> did we advertise in Australia once by mistake? Um, yeah. do, you, have you, do you eat like a like a grilled cheese sandwich? What do you what do you have with it? Do you have a tomato soup? Because it feels like that's a very Canadian thing. I think it's I think it's the coldness of the winter. I think you need that winter coming back from school yeah. uh, for lunch. Yeah, it's a real comfort some, food. Yeah, you need something warm, and so like that's a real simple soup to make and a, a real simple sandwich to make. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were living somewhere like California, I don't see any reason why you'd probably get a gazpacho, <laughs> a couple of cheese cubes, right? Like that's what okay. you get. Or Florida, yeah. you wouldn't have that in Texas. Now, if you came up with a hot tomato soup in texas they just be all like what new york city or something like that (laughs) so they say new york city but i can see like minneapolis minneapolis i could see them having it yeah yeah that but it has to be somewhere cold maybe it's a maybe it's a border thing maybe it's like a close to the close to the 49th parallel thing maybe it is Anyway, we're asking we're asking you now about uh, tomato soup and uh, that kind of thing. And yeah, can you make this? This feels like a good thing for chopped, like to to go like you got to make a soup and you got to make a soup out of these ingredients. Mm. And one of them is basically like Caesar mix. And like, what do you what do you do? Huh. Yeah. Hmm. So, well, no, so you when you make me. a grilled cheese sandwich, yeah. Do you do you do you use craft singles? Um. Okay. I will use. Well, it depends. I will usually use a craft single and then I'll up it. With like a little matzah or something, or you like got a, it. yeah, mozzarella is the best with it. Yeah, yeah. It really, really, that really puts it into a, another, another, uh, another level. Yeah. And uh, if I have any uh, parmesan, I'll put that on the outside. Mm. Put that on the outside with the uh, butter 
and then that makes makes it nice and crisp. Uh, oh, really, really good. Hmm. I now, don't I don't do that, but I do put an awful lot of butter on. I gotta tell you, uh, I'm now looking, and uh, this is me being way behind. Uh, yeah, uh, tomato vodka soup is popular. Okay, <laughs> that's a thing. That's already a thing. There you go. Yeah, that's oh. like a thing. I wish you'd catch so, up. Mr. Behind the Times. I should have caught up. So tomato vodka soup's already a thing. So just make it a Clamato soup. Mm -hmm. There you go. Now you've got a Canadian thing. Uh, And you can even chop up some celery. Yep. uh, Which is appropriate Um, for soup. You don't like celery in soup? I I don't know. I guess I I I do. I don't... Well, then what are we we fighting? No, when you first said it, I thought, oh, that sounds terrible. It gets all... It would get all soft and mushy. Then I was... Then when you asked me that, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I do have... Forget it. Never mind. I withdraw my objections. Chicken soup? Okay, all right. Uh, it's official. Which reminds me now, my celery is uh, ready in the backyard. I got to go pick some. Oh, nice. We have yeah. some, we have some lettuce that's ready. Uh, we have some cabbage that's ready. Oh, Look at us! Wow. Look at us. Uh, now that we're talking about backyard things, how are your chickens doing? Chickens are great. I found I found uh, another hiding place for eggs. Mm. The other day, I found nineteen eggs there. Holy moly! I know. So. That is a bad math dozen. <laughs> that is a deck eldo. That is a That is a twelve toes dozen. It was uh yeah, it it um it was quite surprising. I didn't expect that many there because she hasn't been hiding them for that long. And so uh I I found her like hiding on the other side of the shop here where I'm sitting. Like she was mm-hmm. just on the other side of the wall from me and and uh and she was kinda hunkered down I have a ladder that's leaning along the ground there, and she was hunkered down behind the ladder, and uh, she had uh, filled the space with eggs. Wow! So I took them all away from her, and now she's disconsolate. I don't know what she th- expects to have happened with them. She's just sitting on them for no good reason. So, so it's like you and your records. Oh no, the records have value, sir. Not not mon- monetary value, but I can I can listen to them. You can only just sit on an egg. You can sit in anything. You can sit in a chair if you wanted. But Would it, yeah, I, I feel think, like it's my next project is to build a a, a brood like a brooding area in in their coop because they need to have a they need an area where they can go in and it's narrow and they feel safe and that's okay. where they like to lay eggs and I guess we don't have that space in in our coop right now and so I need to add that on and I'm hoping that will encourage her to lay eggs in uh, there so then I don't have to like search all over the yard for them. And then also, I have started block. We oh, by the way, let's let's combine this chick talk with a little deck talk. Okay. Because everyone, we have railings now on our deck. We are we are deck. We are finished. Actually, the deck is done. So now now I have no excuses. I have to like tear out all this plastic that's above me in the shop and the ceiling, all the uh, vapor barrier, and then I need to take it all out and put in put in new insulation and then put a new bar- vapor barrier in. So. I have no excuse now. I have to actually do work. Ugh. But but yeah, so it's really nice. The thing is though, what's weird is once we put the um once we put the railings on the deck, it suddenly felt smaller. It felt smaller. It felt like more closed in and smaller. And I said, What happened to our infinity deck? Because before we just had like this sort of endless deck that, you know, just kinda of looked off into the world. But now it's narrower and smaller and but we have like railings that run down the stairs. And so now I've blocked the chickens from going up on the on the stairs. I put a piece of I slid a piece of wood through the through the railing so they can't go up the stairs. Can't you just put a little sign up saying no chickens? You know what? I did that and they wrote on it, fuck you. 
so I was like, hmm. Oh, Dave, no, no, they're trying to write Cluck You. Oh, well, they're this is, this terrible, is the they're terrible f- f- spellers. Or perhaps Pluck You. That is also yes. a chicken insult. Yeah, or Buck You. It's very difficult to hold that little uh, pen in their beaks. Buck, so buck, it's just buck, good that they got at least three letters right. <laughs> buck, 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 buck you. Uh, six, so, six letters, technically. Yeah, yeah really. So they, they uh, so now they can't. So now, but I want to, I want to build them like the equivalent in the, uh, the chicken run, which would be like a, a higher platform that they could like hop up onto. And then, because they seem to really like to be high up and go to sleep there. But I would oh. prefer that they get, that they're doing that, that they're, they're locked away where animals can't get to them. Mm-hmm. Like I have no, pr- I have no problem with them. You know, theoretically I have no problem with them sitting on the stairs. In fact, I would let them sit there for, for like all night long and just leave them outside. But then when they got attacked, I decided that wasn't a good idea. But the problem is, is that every night I have to go outside and I have to pick them up, carry them into their coop and then put them, put one down and then go back, get the other one, pick it up, bring it back over and then put it down and then close the gate or close the oh, door okay. to the run. And I've kind of gotten t- tired of that little game so I, I would prefer to to teach them new tricks and i know people say you can't teach an old chicken new tricks but i i'm going to try no no one's ever said that in their lives that's never people, been said. i've heard that all the time as far as i know it's never it's been an, said it's a well-established saying that people say all the no. time no not at all it's not never been said but okay that's fine hmm. you're just reminding me of the uh, the old uh, poem about chicken on the stairs okay I uh, met a, a chick upon the stairs, a little chick that wasn't there, wasn't there again today. Oh, how I wish it'd go away. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good that? nonsense, a poem. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's simultaneously funny and then very deep. Yeah, and also a little scary if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has a lot, of, a lot of layers there. I have a, a bit of uh, trivia to uh, to quiz you on and see if oh, uh, okay. you can take a guess about, about a current event. So oh, um, okay, it's a trivia about a current event. Yeah, okay. uh, I know you're a fan of roller coasters, or at least the Vancouver roller coasters. Some roller coasters. I am a fan of some roller coasters. I mean, I do like going on roller coasters. Okay, so um, in uh, in Japan, uh, uh, there are theme parks that are open now, uh, but they have uh, banned something to do with roller coasters. What have they banned uh, with this uh, pandemic uh, situation in the world? Sorry, say that one more time. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Uh, theme parks in Japan yep. have banned something to do with roller coasters uh, uh, during these uh, these times. What have they banned uh, because of how things are right now? They've banned something to do with roller coasters. So n- no one is allowed to vomit on a roller coaster. No. Um... I, would say, I would say that would probably be a thing. Yeah, okay. please don't do that. Yeah. I'll, I'll put that in the extra box. Right <laughs> yeah. It's sort of, and it's not something we... T- can control very well so that so anyway um would it be would it be uh not holding on and holding your hands up in the air it is not that no oh, you're okay. to do that that's fine in fact holding your hands up in the air that's probably safer probably would be it? safer yeah <laughs> so are people not allowed to hug um they probably could hug someone they were with they probably uh, oh, okay okay could house with them but there's something you're not allowed to do in a roller coaster anymore uh spit it to the ground that would probably be a definite, but I think you've never been able to do that. This is something new. Um, that you've always been able to do on a roller coaster, and now you cannot do. They've banned it. Gee, I can't think of... Uh, what, what, what is it? It is screaming. Oh. Not allowed to scream on a roller coaster. It so it's a totally silent roller coaster rolling that around? Is, that is what they've said. They've banned screaming on roller coasters. That's... So they have advised riders. There's yeah. little signs now that yeah. say, please scream inside your heart. <laughs> 
Wow. And well, people have taken that, and people have taken that as something fun now yeah. to just go. You know what? I think we all are doing that right now. We're all just screaming inside our hearts. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting because I, you know, I guess, I guess they're right. I mean, screaming is probably an affectation of the of people riding. It's not really. Yeah, doing woo. Yeah, there's no real need to scream. I don't think anyone is that scared of on on the roller coaster. I think it's more a case of excitement and you know what people do. Everyone screams, so I'm gonna scream. Yep. But. No, that's interesting. I guess they're afraid of people getting their water, well, I guess their breath vapors or whatever, the spreading their little water vapors out of their mouth into the air and getting infecting other people. Is that it? Yeah, something, something like that. Aren't yeah. you going too fast? You're going too fast to catch. The, they can't catch you, those germs. Sure. that's uh, you, you, you tell them. You tell those germs that. When you're on a roller coaster, you're going too fast. Yeah. <clears throat> and so is this all, all uh, amusement parks in, in Japan? Uh, it just says uh, Japanese amusement parks. Okay. Have, have this, they've got a little sign saying, uh, please scream inside your heart. I know it's inaccurate. It's sort of like my weird view of what England was like before I went to England. But I, my idea of what Japan is, that, is that it's so crowded that they don't have room for that many roller coasters. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I don't, I don't, I really don't. I don't, I've never been to Japan. I know. That's I the would, thing. I would, me, I would me, love neither. to go to Japan. But of course you have like kind of a preconceived idea what a place is like. Well, my big problem, of course, is I want to go to Japan and scream. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason to go to Japan is just to, like, <laughs> go into an arcade and just go, ah, or, like, go in and, like, you know, get some yeah. nice of that. Go to, uh, go, to a ramen, go to a ramen place. And nice ramen place and just scream how ah. much they like. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, that's the thing. It's like, that. that's what they expect Westerners to do is to yeah, go yeah. over to Japan. And scream. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a samurai sword. Sure. I'm gonna run directly at you. I'm gonna <laughs> scream, and we're gonna go close to each other. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna scream, and then we're gonna slowly turn and look at each other, unaware of whether we've hurt each other or not. Yeah, yeah. And then I will uh, look down at myself. Yeah. And I will notice uh, that there is no blood on my sword, Uh-oh. and I will go, Oh, I guess I didn't do it. Yeah. And then I'll look at look at you, and you'll look at your sword, and you'll go, There's blood on it. Uh-huh. And then I will split in two. <laughs> and then an enormous geyser of blood. Yeah, will, yeah. <laughs> and then you will uh, dance in my blood. And uh, as, as as we are Westerners are known to do, we go over to visit. That is a, then, that is a fantastic off, off to, uh, thing. Yeah. Off to the Ghibli Museum. Nice. Where and you'll I'll scream say, some more. Yeah, pick me up. Pick me up a Kiki broom. <laughs> and you go, from what part of the film? The workman's broom near the end. <laughs> <laughs> his dying wish yeah and then the little cat next to you will see i don't know dave that seemed like a bad idea dave oh that's the saddest voice in, in animation yeah i just i just watched it uh yeah it's on netflix last night. yeah it's on netflix now with all the uh, uh ghibli things it's great once again i wandered past the television while the, well it was being watched a little while ago <laughs> I like when you go on your nightly walk around the house. <laughs> well, it's just that I'm busy, so I'm like going from yeah. one place to another, and I walk past and I go, "Oh, I wish I was sitting and watching Kiki, yeah, but I gotta go your, do some work." Yeah, bindle sack on your shoulder. Yeah. Go by, go by the old bath. It's full of water. You skip a stone. You just go like nod your head to the dog who's there. It's like you could just stop anytime. I uh, wish I could, but gotta be moving on. And then move down the stairs mm-hmm. and just do kind of slowly room. sighing yeah. heavily. Yeah, look up at the ceiling and go, memories. And then just keep going. I'm just hoping one person will say, Dad, do you want to stay and watch Kiki's Delivery? But no one does. No one says anything. Nope. It's down the stairs I go. And then all of a sudden you trip on 75 <sighs> and you're like, found the new hiding spot. Well, here I go. 
gonna go out the door now. Leaving, leaving the house now. Gonna go outside, I guess. Just lonely old dad heading out the door, I guess. And no one, no one's gonna stop me. Oh, bye, yeah. bye. Now and then you sit down and you talk to you talk to the dog like in that Latter Day Saints ad. From, <laughs> Don't know uh, what you're talking about. Okay, there used to there was a there was a uh, a heartbreaking commercial. Heartbreaking. That used, be, that used to be for the Latter Day Saints. Yeah. And it was like I believe a little girl who had made a puppet or something, and she kept going from room to room, and none of the family members wanted to see her. Like we did this today, and we did this, and like not now, and like oh, and she was like so, so sad, little yeah, girl. Yeah. And then she went out on a stoop. And then the dog, uh, the dog uh, was looking at her, and she said something like, "You know, Scruffy, do you want to know what I did today?" And the dog comes up and, like, you know, it does, mm. and like she hugs the dog, and it's like, and the, and then it goes, "Families can go to the dogs if they don't listen." Uh, was, <laughs> no way, really? Yeah, you're not familiar yeah. with this ad? No. I'm okay. Not. All right. Well, I'm but I will say that they it. have like the super effective ads, the Church of Latter Day Saints. Yeah, they did a they did a nice. Uh, they did a nice uh, job of those Latter Day Saints. Yeah, here we go. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll we can. We can put this. We can put this up. It, it used to like make me cry as a kid. Like, <laughs> but I was a sensitive. Uh, you were sensitive. I was a sensitive. I was. Uh, I posted something uh, on a on a <laughs> on Twitter. It doesn't matter what it was, but it was like in defense of something. And I had all these people from the UK mm-hmm. uh, call me a soft boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never oh, heard that expression before. That's funny because we were like, we were talking about that like the week before, right? We were calling you're calling me a softy. Yeah, but this this is apparently a that's saying funny. in the UK. It's yeah. just like and it was all shut up, soft boy. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like oh, and I, and like seeing that, it was like I know this is an insult, but my gosh, that sounds nice. It's like <laughs> what's he in like? Nice, you know, a bit of a soft boy. Oh, that sounds pleasant. Yeah, it does sound to be around a soft boy. That sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. I'm fine if you're gonna if you're gonna insult me with something. That's yeah. uh, that's yeah. not the worst thing i've ever heard that's not even an insult i think i think i i would consider myself a soft boy yeah it's uh it's fine oh it looks like they remade it okay i'll uh i'll try and find you a link to this uh to this whole thing later later on oh i know i I, i've got dave i've got letters to read i don't have time for this i got valuable letters from our listeners to read oh okay um are they actually valuable no we'll see we'll see what we can get from on ebay afterwards (laughs) Uh, we had some questions of the week last week. One was, uh, what's your never-missed TV show? What was your favorite year, excepting the one that we're in now? And what was a lie you told as a kid, and did you get caught? So let's go through some letters, if we would. Uh, and we should, and we can. <laughs> Todd writes, um, I never missed TV show as a kid. I always made sure to watch Mystery Science Theater 3000 whenever I could. <laughs> it always seemed to air uh, either early in the morning or late at night. It also uh, also meant I usually fell asleep before the end, and each episode being two hours after all. But this also meant I never minded watching reruns, because I usually picked up on stuff I missed the first time around. Um, and we have three people we know who wrote on the modern version, uh, who we ha- who all... Well, no, Patrick hasn't done our no, show. No, Patrick has not done our show. Uh, but Patrick Maliha was one of the writers. But Sean Stewart and Eric Fell, who I also do the Critical Hit Show with, uh, who were on an early Sneaky Dragon, they wrote Cry Wilderness uh, with other folks uh, of uh, Mystery Science Theater. And I kind of got into Mystery Science Theater when they were doing, I think, like hour-long segments. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, they they repackaged them. them, yeah. They repackaged them with, with uh, Mike Nelson playing a... Uh, old man kind of like the host of biography i guess he was supposed to be yeah jack perkins jack perkins it was jack perkins it was a pretty good jack perkins impression Mm -hmm. uh yeah Yeah. they they 
air those uh, late, 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 late at night. Oh, okay. Because that's funny because I watch them like early. They, they're on like on, on, in the afternoon on Saturdays or something. Because I remember coming home from work on Saturdays and, and uh, when we lived in the townhouse and I would watch them. And that was really great. It, it kind of like, almost to me, the, I almost prefer those to the actual shows. Just because I found like the hour was a better, you know, the hour with ads and it was a, was a better length than like the full, the full length of the, the show. I know mm-hmm. you were. I know you're breaking the movie in half, but I just found it for some reason it worked better for me. Like I find, I do enjoy the show, but I, sometimes I find like I kind of start getting, I sort of fade out of it near the end of it. I start kind of sure losing my losing my interest. No, and all uh, and all that makes sense. It's like a James Bond. There's always like a moment that you just go, "That's enough of this." And it just <laughs> keeps going. Uh, Mick writes, "Hey, Ian and David. Hey, Mick. Hello. Uh, my, my never miss show as a kid was The Goodies." It was screened here in Australia on the ABC, our public broadcaster, back-to-back with Doctor Who, Tom Baker era on weekday. Oh, my gosh. What a great hour Mm -hmm. of television. Oh, my goodness. And what a shame they never crossed over. Uh, (laughs) That hour was the highlight of my many – oh, yeah, Kitten Kong versus the Daleks. So good. Um, (laughs) That hour was the highlight of many long school days and was a shared formative experience for a large generation of now middle-aged kids uh forever uh, favorite year it's hard to say as memories are so selective so many good memories get mushed in with the bad ones and any year can seem to highlight or low light depending on your mood best to look to the future and all the good things that might be ahead indeed uh though i have no memory of it 1973 was a good year for paul mccartney solo albums band <laughs> of the run is my favorite and finally a childhood lie my mom was a nurse and so our house was full of medical supplies. Oh, I like where this is going. <laughs> One day, when I was probably 10, I took a bandage to school. Before class, I wrapped it around my leg just for the sheer stupid thrill of getting attention. When my teacher saw it, she immediately asked what had happened. I hadn't thought at all about my backstory at all. I quickly explained that I had badly scraped my leg while riding my bike. She didn't seem convinced. I realize in hindsight that teachers are naturally concerned anytime a student comes to school with an injury. <laughs> I had to keep uh, taking the bandage to school every day so I could secretly wrap it around my leg before class until it was reasonably likely that no signs of injury would be visible on my skin. The only plus out of this whole stupid experience was that I got uh, pretty good at applying a bandage. Oh, that's good. The other thing you could have done was stolen some drugs from your mom, oh. put them into your teacher's coffee, and then had her fired. Then no problem there at all. <laughs> the teacher was not. The teacher was being concerned. Why would you? Yeah. Why, why are you picking on the teacher? Get out of here, busybody. Um, Rich. <laughs> Rich says it's the seventies. It should be apathetic times. Uh, Rich writes, "Hi guys, thank you for your kind words. I shall endeavor to persevere. Please do, Rich." Uh, his favorite year was nineteen ninety six. That summer, I went fishing in northern Ontario at Gogama Lodge. We used small float planes, dairy air, <laughs> to visit local <laughs> lakes. Once-in-a-lifetime memories. Okay, and he also gave some instructions on how to make a cigar box guitar and some links. So go check out Sneaky Dragon, and their links are on there. So thank you for that. So when you were uh, dairy air, D-E-R-R-Y-A-I-R, did everyone just laugh at that? <laughs> Who owned it? Huge ass. <laughs> what's what's going on with that? Like, yeah. they must know, right? 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 Rich? Right? Okay. Um, maybe on. they didn't. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they're. Did I just bring this news to you? Maybe they're. Did I just? Maybe they're Irish. Just bring this there's wind some, out of the dairy air. There's some <laughs> Irish guys who 
There are some Irish guys who, you know, they started a company and decided to call it after their home county, Derriere. Yeah, it was a guy. It was started by this guy who was in the military. He was a rear admiral. I don't. <laughs> what, what we're all laughing at, guys. I, mean, I don't want to be cheeky about this, but I'm just saying Derriere is a little bit of a. Anyway, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about yeah. it. That is just. Uh, oh, enough of your cracks. And that's the whole story. <laughs> Edward Jurgansky writes. <laughs> you asked uh, about what was the jingle slogan uh, for my time at Dr. Pepper. That's right. I did. Answer me, Edward. Um, I'm missing the I'm a Pepper uh, David Naughton campaign by about five years. He cashed out around 1985. Good time to cash out. Uh, the <laughs> That's right. That's when the yeah. Pepper stocks were at their highest. Uh, the, the headquarters was wall-to-wall memorabilia back when I started in 1990, and he was uh, still quite notable as a Dr. Pepper spokesman. Uh, sometime around the early 2000s, Naughton was a guest at a local Comic-Con, primarily because of his role in An American Werewolf in London. One of our PR guys, a tall, nerdy fellow at a Comic-Con? That doesn't check out. Was tasked with bringing a huge stack of Dr. Pepper memorabilia to Naughton, who was only too happy to sign it all. I remember the dumbfounded look on Linda Blair's face seated next to him. She then threw up pea soup all over him in rage. <laughs> Wondering why this guy had brought all this Dr. Pepper crap yeah. to him and nothing from an American werewolf in London. It was a funny scene because uh, I knew what would become of it all. Sure enough, Naughton's signatures were squeezed onto the already crowded walls, uh, Dr. Pepper, about a week later. <laughs> the slogan I remember most from my time there, all 17 years, was... Just what the doctor ordered. Lord knows I put that on enough of my the work I designed. Huh. Uh, there were a few other slogans, but they kept going back to just what the doctor ordered. I guess it sold better with that. Uh, by the time I was flooded with designing for 38 other brands, so I kind of didn't give a shit. <laughs> just, yeah. what the, just what the doctor ordered. That's right. The kind of didn't give a shit was uh, the slogan of Mr. Pibb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I think I think the first Never Miss show that comes to mind was Lost. I was so into that show and so let down by the last season. I didn't get into it until the second uh, season, but after that I got caught up uh, only to find myself hopelessly hooked and then shamelessly let down. Other Never Miss shows uh, I recall were Cheers, Moonlighting, Game of Thrones, and the more up-to-date The Mandalorian. I want to avoid spoilers so badly for The Mandalorian that I'd stay up until 3 a.m. to watch it on Disney+. Plus when they released the new episode weekly. The one time I didn't do this and waited to watch it to the next evening was the first Baby Yoda episode. I saw him online before I saw the episode and the reveal was completely spoiled. That is not the way. <laughs> uh, I think I really enjoyed my time in the mid-80s best. I had a great group of friends who I'm still close with. I was attending junior college and worked at Lone Star Comics. I set the date on my Wayback Machine to the latter half of 1986. Uh, up until the first half of 87. I just wish the music was better. Uh, hmm. I was raised as a Catholic. <laughs> Who wasn't? Uh, Dave wasn't. I was not. So yeah. I, 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 wasn't. I feel no guilt. So I got accused and punished for lies I never made. Mm. Yeah, same here. Uh, my mother would see me bust uh, my head on a window awning or fall off my bike. She would point at me and say, Aha, God's punishing you for all the lies I don't know about. Uh, so I feel like I lied and was unfairly punished by the almighty Catholic God. Yeah. I just don't remember any of them. I probably, well, not with all those head wounds. Um, I probably should have yeah. questioned priest about this in confession. Listen, I just imagine like God's in heaven and like Jesus goes up to him and goes, uh, Hey God, what you doing? 
And he goes, I'm just hurting kids. <laughs> oh, uh, some of them told lies, so I'm having this one kid fall off his bike because of it. Oh, I thought we forgave everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's fun to hurt kids. Really? Yeah, like I got the look, see, he's about to go by this window awning. Ha ha, there, got him. He just hit his head. Oh my gosh, that's awful. I, I, I'll go heal him. No, 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 no. His mom's making fun of him for it. <laughs> what a god. I, I should have explained myself better when I was down there. Yeah, maybe you should have. Maybe you wouldn't have the Crusades then. Maybe it's your fault. <laughs> Louise writes, uh, my never missed show when I was in elementary school was the Partridge family. Of course, you look like Laurie Partridge. Of course, you'd watch it. Go like that's You're going to look like her. I'm saying that as a compliment to both you and Laurie Partridge. Uh, sure, I also watched its lead in The Brady Bunch, but The Partridge Family was like its uh, cooler or older cousin. Uh, it was hip uh, about the entertainment industry. It was kind of. Reuben Kincaid was pretty hip. And guest starred both old-timey comic actors and up-and-comers like Richard Pryor, Rob Reiner, and Jodie Foster. They'll try and find a TV show Jodie Foster wasn't in then. Try. What show wasn't she in? Name one. Wrong. She was in it. Uh, we, we Alice. Had... She wasn't in Alice. Well, Alice wasn't that time. That was a little later. Oh, That's okay. a great show. Find me an early 70s show that she wasn't in. Go. Oh, I see. Try. Okay. Do it. Brady Bunch. No. Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch? Yeah. Do you think she wasn't in the Brady Bunch? I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I just saw yeah, her name out there. Do you want to put money down on her? No, sure. you don't. I don't. Okay. Uh, we had some of the albums, and I enjoyed the songs. Even after I realized that the backup vocals couldn't possibly come from that group of kid actors. And did you see Danny playing the bass? Did no one tell Danny how to play the bass? Not even close. Not even close to playing the bass. Anyway. Yeah, I think if you listen and, to the record, it's basically David Cassidy who did uh, the singing. I don't I don't can't think and, of any like, maybe maybe uh, uh, Laurie Partridge maybe sings a bit. but No, I don't think she really sang a bit. It was, mm. uh, what's her name? Uh, Shirley, what's oh, Shirley Henderson, Shirley, yeah, Shirley, Shirley Henderson, yeah, yeah, the two. Yeah. Uh, I well, enjoyed... she was. She came out of a musical theater or musical. You know, she was in like the Music Oklahoma. Man, the movie and stuff. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, interesting. Based on the uh, the actual band, the Cowsills. Mm-hmm. That was the inspiration for the Partridge Family. And I had the board game, and very much enjoyed playing that as well. And of course, the albums had like the best of LA session people and all kinds of like super talented songwriters and 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 people like that involved in the album. So, <sighs> I'm trying to think that if there's any, yeah, what was the most recent thing that was like that now? Like, you got something like uh, Glee, but they just did remakes. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, some show. Well, I mean, I mean, you had uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. They made up their own, but that's more musical number, musical Yeah, numbers. it was more musical. It wasn't really like a band sort of sort of thing. And it's really, yeah. I can't think of too much at all that's kind of had, like, a yeah. band playing songs within the show. and yeah. Yeah, I wonder if can you guys think of think of, well, we'll talk. Uh, you know what? Uh, we got a I got a question uh, of the week now out of this, but like I'm just going to finish <laughs> up Louise's uh, letter. All right, uh, I, I sure enjoyed Chris Roberts' jingle. His gritty vocal performance really sold the message uh, that a sneaky dragon uh, never lets you down. Oh, <laughs> it uh, brought to mind Bob Seger singing "Like a Rock." In those Chevy truck commercials are those longer ads from the '70s, like the ones that let you know the weekends were made for Michelob. Yeah. To which Chris Roberts replies, and here's me thinking I was channeling my inner Manilo. Thanks, Louise. <laughs> so so here is a question of the week then is what is your favorite TV show? And this could be still Partridge Family again. But what is your favorite TV show that involved music? Mm. 
had music, and it could be like a Glee, or it could be a Monkees. It could be something like, "What's your favorite TV mm -hmm. show that uh, had music?" Maybe you had some of the albums from it, uh, and so on. So, so there, that. I'm going to answer but, that right now and say the Monkees. Very good. So Louise has two assignments. One, you've got to come up with another <laughs> musical show. Can you know for you? No, not Partridge Family again. Got to yeah. come up with something new. And two, uh, we need those bear-related uh, uh, Shakespearean uh, plays. Well, let's we throw, let's throw that out for for everyone to do too. Oh no, it's it's for everyone. But Louise, yeah, it's yeah. an assignment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like Louise cannot. You cannot back out of this. Is what you're saying. Like Louise yeah, I'm cannot. Saying, we're not. We're accept no letter from home. Yeah, Louise it. is a special friend. She's been on the show. Yeah. Uh, so she's got extra responsibilities. <laughs> That's it. With with uh, with uh, great responsibilities comes little power. And honestly, if you find yourself getting saying. upset. Yeah, exactly. And if you find yourself getting upset by all of this, mm -hmm. I say scream inside your heart. Sure. Just scream inside your heart. And just go fly derriere. There you go. Uh, Dave. What? It's, it's, it's kind of wrapping it up time. Okay, sure. Well, let's just say before we before we get too far into the wrap-up that because of a clerical error, <laughs> we... Uh, we've been sacked. <laughs> the person who responsible is, yes, they have been given their pink slip. And also, they're told, they also get a letter telling them they were fired. Uh, <laughs> we have, we have mixed up our dates for the, uh, the 450th episode, which is next week everyone not the 23rd as i've been saying every week for the last two months on the website it is the 16th so please if you would like a chance to win our grand prize which as we've said before is a t-shirt with your choice of sneaky dragon title card designs a mug some a sticker some buttons and some other assorted items we have not of of undetermined nature but but, but which will be good cocaine, cocaine obviously Cocaine that we from the found 80s. on the back of a toilet toilet tank. Does that sound good? A bowling yeah. ball from the local five pin. So it's not that big. Don't worry. I'm not going to send a full ten uh, ten pin ball. Um, but yeah, so you can get you can win all that stuff because we're going to have a draw. We're going to put the names as we always do into the prize pants. Each question is equal to one chance in our draw. If you only ask one question, you have one chance. If you ask five questions, you have five five chances. The more questions you ask, the better your chance of walking you around than... town. Yeah, if you ask more than ten, then you've got deck L do chances. <laughs> you have deck L do chances to yeah, it's your chance to walk around town. And people will look at you and say, "Look at that guy and or gal wearing that swell shirt while yeah. drinking or, from a swell or, mug of coffee, or non wearing a person. lot of buttons yeah. and exactly. uh, accidentally walking into traffic because you're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Be careful! Don't walk and drink coffee from a mug." It's okay if you have a sippy cup, I guess. An adult sippy cup. Anyhow, if you'd like to know how to get in touch with us, the easiest way to send us questions is via our email, which is sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. If you'd like to comment on the show, if you'd like to answer our questions of the week, go to the website, sneakydragon.com. You'll find a place you can leave words at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the post. And you can also contact us on Twitter. We are at uh, sneaky underscore dragon. We also have a Facebook page, which is called Sneaky Dragon. And we're on Tumblr at Sneaky Dragon. And we're on Patreon at Sneaky Dragon. And send a little message. Get your questions in. Episode 450 is going to be next week, everyone. Totally looking forward to it. we got some great questions, but yours could make it even greater. So do not forget to send us some questions. Ian? Yay! Over to you. How can people contact us? Well, let me tell you, uh, it's, it, 
it, it, it's your show. <laughs> Is it? Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess that's it then. Ian's. Uh... <laughs> Ian has, is reneging his duty as uh, as co-host. No, it's your job. Didn't, didn't give everyone the co-addresses to to our uh, to you know, to contact us. I'm sorry. I guess you don't know how to contact us after this this episode's over. I guess we <laughs> Ian's really let us down, everyone. My mind was wandering. I'm sorry. How far did you get? <laughs> I, I was totally finished. <laughs> That's what I thought so too. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to find that Latter Day Saints thing, uh, but I couldn't. <laughs> so anyway, funny. listen, man. I've been locked up for 75 years. <laughs> I'm real Count of Monte Cristo here. All right. I'm I... doing a podcast with the Man of the Iron Mask. We're trying our best. <laughs> we're getting through things, and then next Good. week we're doing this for 75 hours. Yeah. So it's okay. It's okay. Everything's gonna be fine. Everyone uh, out there. Keep washing your hands. Wash your face. Uh, don't wash your neighbor's feet. Yeah. Scream from inside your heart. <laughs> and it seems suitable that we're we're naming everything at the end of the show after some Alexander Dumas uh, novels. Yeah. That's great. Exactly. Everyone, take care out there. You know that we think highly of you, esteem you yeah. all greatly, and we want you to take care of yourselves. So be well, be swell, and we'll see you next week with the epic. 450th episode of Sneaky Dragon. It's our end game. <laughs> that, that's it right. is inevitable. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. if you knew this but we're gonna do a show Ugh. okay